Hey everyone, Chris here. Uh, just a little disclaimer in business right before this episode starts. So while Jessica and I were in Japan uh, on our last night, we did record. We recorded kind of a half episode live from the hotel uh, where the Godzilla heads at. It's the Gracery Hotel. Um, here's the thing: when you travel, sometimes you lose stuff. So I used a little pocket recorder, considering we were in the lobby of a hotel. I couldn't do like a full setup. So what had happened was I came back home, offloaded everything. I know I had the recorder. I set it down, and now I cannot find it. And, you know, I live in a house with a few people coming and going, including my two beloved little nephews who are five. So things tend to disappear. Now, I didn't want to wait any longer to get this episode out because we've been back for almost two weeks at this point. And I wanted to share our adventures in Japan. So uh, if I do find that recording, it will be in a later episode. I wanted to include it in this, but because I've been pulling my hair out, uh, I have just said, screw it. And we're going to go forward with the episode that just kind of recorded a couple of nights ago. Uh, once we were both rested up to recollect uh, our week-long adventure in, uh, in, in Japan. So please take that into consideration because uh, when we recorded uh, the episode you're about to hear, uh, I was plotting to edit in our sit down in the hotel. So you're not missing too much. Both Jessica and I were very, very tired. We recorded like about 11 p.m. Tokyo time, and we were both very exhausted after you know a week-long adventure. So like I said, if I find it, you'll hear it eventually. But until then, please enjoy this nearly four-hour-long episode of the Kaiju Kingdom podcast. It is our 10th anniversary show, and uh, we recap everything that happened at Godzilla Day, talk about Minus One, and all the adventures we had. So with that, I will turn it over to past Chris and Jessica. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Kaiju Kingdom podcast. I uh, We are your hosts. Jessica! And I am Chris Eden. Sorry about that little flub. It is pretty late at night. Uh, both Jessica and I are completely jet-lagged. And yes. uh, so our brains are not functioning quite yet because... Uh, Jessica, what, what, where were we the past week? We were in Tokyo uh, in Japan for Godzilla Day. And mm -hmm. overlapping a little bit for my own work at Tokyo International Film Festival, but mostly there for Godzilla Day and everything Godzilla related. I know as people who might be watching, there's camera in the background from an old episode, but that's okay. It's all kaiju related. Yes. Uh, but we were there for the technically 69th, but it does say 70th on all their stuff. Yes. Uh, for the 7, 69th, 70th anniversary of Godzilla, which takes place in Tokyo Habia. Midtown yes. in yep. Tokyo, in Japan. In front of the Toho offices. In front of the Toho offices. And we yes. are still jet lagged and exhausted because it is a 17 hour difference or something like that. I don't, I don't know. So uh, just a little preface. First off, this is our 10th anniversary podcast. Yes. I cannot believe we've been doing this for 10 years now. Yes. It yes. It seems and like it went it went by really like fast. Did you think we would be in Japan for our 10th anniversary? That, so I got a funny story about that real quick. 
So, yes and no. I figured at least some point in this in this you know venture we were doing, we would make it like. So ten years ago, real quick, this is a quick story because we got we got there's a, this is gonna be a long show. I'm I'm warning everybody ahead of time. So when Jessica and I first got together, and we I think we've told the story in past episodes like at yes. Origin. Uh, I went and met Jessica in Burbank at a place called Volcano, and when we were discussing putting the show together for the first time, and she had a list like, what do you want to accomplish with this show? And I'm like, well, there's people I would love to interview, and there's things I would love to do. The interview side, I think my at the top of my list, I wanted to interview Ryo Kitamura. That was one of my dreams. And I think, Jessica, you had Guillermo del Toro at the top yes. of your list. Yes, And... So we made a quick list, like, I would love to do this. We wanted to do a panel at Comic-Con. love to do a few things. And then I think at the bottom, like, this is, this is like, you know, because both of us were in a different place financially at that point. And like, I would love to go to Tokyo. I would love to do a show from Tokyo. I would love, that's one of my dreams. And this is before, mind you, Godzilla had not roared back, you know, no pun intended. So <laughs> Godzilla Day was not a thing yet. So it was just the idea of, like, let's just go let's just go see the sites because we had friends that had gone and they would tell tales and stuff like that like famously when i went and talked to kyle he was like dude you gotta get to tokyo tokyo's beautiful japan's awesome you know he told me the stories of mandarake and i'm like one day man one day and then this time last year when we were doing the godzilla day wrap-up show and they announced minus one i made the wild proclamation out of my ass that we are going. We will be there. Hell or high water. We are going to get there. We will be there for this this movie next year because you got to go for Shin, and I missed out because I had to work. And it was like right after Comic-Con. I didn't have my passport, and Jessica had graciously offered me. She's like, I have an extra ticket. I have a way to get for you to get there. And I'm like, when is it? It's like three days after we leave Comic-Con. And I'm like, this is in like our hotel room in G-Fest. I'm like, I can't go. Like, I can't tell work. I'm going to screw off for, you know, I'm I'm already taking a week off because G-Fest and Comic-Con are back to back. I'm like, they're not going to let me take off for for eight days for Tokyo. Had I known what was coming, I would have told my work to go to hell and I would have gone. But that said, I'm like, I'm not missing this one. Blah, blah, blah. I completely forgot all about that because I talk out of my ass a lot. So uh, at the beginning of last year, the plan was like, we're I, I'm going to go. We're going to go. And um, our mutual friend, Aryan, who goes all the time, is like, dude, it's not that expensive. Like, we can get it going. We can start saving up. But, of course, life happens. And, you know, life kept happening. And it looked like I'm not going to be able to make it this year. So... And then Arian was telling me, he's like, yeah, it's a little pricey. And, like, he had just gone in uh, March because he wouldn't watch Shin Kamen Rider there. Um, if you watch, if you listen to Kamen Kaisers, we talk about that. Yes. <clears throat> um, so I said, okay, that's fine. You know what? We'll go for the 70th. We'll make that the big thing. And, by the way, once again, this is important in the story, completely forgot I had made this wild proclamation. It wasn't until you hit me. I'm like, hey, we're going. And this is like three weeks out. And I'm like, what? It's like, yeah, we're going. We got to go. So uh, I told maybe two people 
when you inform me that I'm like, hey, it's looking like we're going to Japan. And one of those people is our good friend Kazuki. And Kazuki just wrote back, haha, hey, guess what? You're li- you, you, it came true. I'm like, what came true? He's like, last year, you made the wild-ass proclamation that you're going to be there for Godzilla Day, and it's coming true. And I sat there for a second, I'm like, when did I say that? And I, he's like, the episode, it's in the dance. I had to go back and listen to it. I'm like, oh my God, I did. I went on a 20-minute diatribe about this. <laughs> I remember this. I remember it. Yeah. And I think even you were like, eh, we'll see. Like, you, I'm like, you're, it might be buying off more than you can chew. But through Miracle of Miracles, through the hard work of Jessica, through a lot of things, we got to go. And it was a last second. Uh, I'm just saying, it's a last. It was a last second thing. So I scrambled to get all my stuff together, like 14 first days out. Was, I was like, Chris, do you have a passport? <laughs> yes, that's the first thing when she calls me. I I, that's the most. We don't got one. No one's going. Because if I recall at G Fest, <sighs> you had offhandedly mentioned something. It's like we might be going but at at that point i'm like it's so far out like and i had so much other stuff going on at home like i just kind of didn't play any service to it because usually that far out like when jessica sets up things for us to do for the show it's within like spitting distance like it's it's you know hey in two weeks we got to go do this i'm like okay cool um like all of our comic-con stuff g-fest that's usually like the like a month or like a couple weeks before like we know what we're going to do um so first thing she calls me like first week of October. Uh you got your passport, right? I'm like, no. Why? Oh, well, um flight's booked. We're going. I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, we're I'm like and it just takes a minute to process. I'm like <laughs> Holy crap. I have people I gotta call because I gotta get home stuff situated. Right, 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 right. Like, I call my mom, I'm like, hey, you're gonna be in town, right? Because I need someone here at the house to watch some things. She's like, uh, I'm going to be in Texas. What's going on? I'm like, I'm going to be in Japan for like a week. I don't, at that point, I didn't even know how long we were going to be out there. You just right. told me, here's the date. When are we coming back? Don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, cool. So, you know, the whole month, October went by like that. And normally I'm a Halloween guy, but I'm like, none of this is on my radar. I am scrambling to get, Yes. Find my birth certificate, find all this stuff. Yeah. Thank God yes. I live in LA because there was, you know, because everywhere I called, they're like, it's going to be like five weeks to get. I'm like, I don't have five weeks. I have three. And Jessica graciously said, oh, no, there's a place in LA you can go to where they will expedite your passport. It's going to be a little costly, but it'll be worth it. I'm like, yes. Got all that done. Next thing I know, I am on a flight. Like in L, I'm sitting on a plane in LAX, and the flight. I'm like, I got 12 hours ahead of me. This is the longest flight I've ever taken in my life. Oh my god, we're going to Japan, and uh, I'll save the rest of the story for later because um, once we found out, I'm like, okay, the big thing we got to do because I knew Jessica had to work, and um, so she was gonna be busy, so I had a little more free time. But my job was to cover all the Godzilla day stuff because she was going to be busy with other things. So I'm plotting out things again, shout out to Kazuki because he was, he was detrimental in uh, me getting all this stuff down because I do not speak the language. And, um, he was, he was there front and center saving a spot at the Godzilla day festival. 
and I'm rolling in like 20 minutes before it starts. I see this sea of people. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, ooh, I should have been here a little earlier. And like like an archangel, I see Kazuki waving at the front <laughs> of the line. He's like, Chris, over here. I'm like, oh, thank God. I'm like, what time did you get here? He's like, 6 a.m. And by the way, he came from Osaka for this, too. He did. That is he did. not close. Not close at all. He did. So, and he calls me online at like 9, 9 a.m. I'm like, he's like, mm. I, I missed it because I was still working on stuff. Yeah. And uh, by the way, so, you know, just for clarity, I'll just tell right here. Um, when I sat down on the plane, as we are taxiing to take off, I am messaging Kazuki. I'm like, hey, I'm on my way. He's like, "You're, dude, you're making it. I'm like, yeah, I'll see you there. And I got my phone up. And then all of a sudden, this phone goes, boop, and it crashes. And it doesn't just, like, crash. It crash and burns. And I am like, no! Like, I'm like, oh, God, no, this is my lifeline here. Yeah. My yes, itinerary is on this thing. Uh, the only way to navigate around is on this thing. Now, I have my laptop, and I'm like, okay, well, I just got to do it. You know, damn, I got I to gotta do, like, a you know, a, a wipe and a reset. Does it work? So now, for the first seven hours of my flight, I am freaking the hell out because if I don't have an operating phone, this is going to be a long week. I brought an extra camera, but I'm like, it's not as nice as my flip because it takes super high resolution photos. And that's also my navigation around this yeah, place. Yes. Yes, it is. I at like hour seven on the flight. I buy Wi-Fi, get on my laptop and I'm sending an SOS out over the Pacific ocean like the ship is going down. I'm like, I need help. I need I need backup to backups. Like, if this doesn't work, is there a place I can get a phone? Can I take it somewhere? Shout out to my friend Sergio. Because he's like, dude, um, do you have like an outlet you can plug it into? I'm like, yes. He's like, plug it in there because it needs a... I'm looking at it. Your, your yeah. phone needs a steady power source. Because all it was doing, it went to the Chinese boot menu. That's how deep, like the factory that this was made, like outside of Shanghai somewhere, it went that deep. And I'm like, that is not a good sign. This was like red ring of death for like Xbox players. And I finally, I plugged it in, got it to where the boot menu finally was steady because it would, the boot menu would crash. And I'm like, this phone is screwed. Five wipes of the, uh, of the, of the um, operating system and like six cache wipes. And I went into like, like deep into like the DOS menu and I did something and it finally it reset and it was like, okay, we're ready to get back to your factory settings. The problem is I have six more hours on this flight and no steady Wi-Fi. Like I tried to do it on the Wi-Fi. They're like, this is not a strong enough signal to do this. So I'm still panicking because I have to land. I have to take everything. And Jessica's now, you know, with the hour I have left on my wife uh, on my internet, she's like, the second you get there, get your laptop out, get on the Wi-Fi at the airport because then you can get all. So there's there is so many things, but finally after 12 hours and almost two hours in the airport, I got my little Wi-Fi router thing you have to buy there, and my phone booted up, and it seemed like well, we're good. 
The only caveat was because I'm in another country now. Yeah. Google does not recognize a single thing that I'm doing. They're like, so we have to send like, like I had like my itinerary on a secondary email and I can't access it because Google's like, where are you calling from? Like, this is in LA, like this. Yeah, so yes, yeah. I had the bare essentials, but I got Facebook running and I got Twitter running and I got my main Google account. I'm like, this is gonna have to do. So real quick, I wanna send a shout out to Arian because he graciously said, uh, I can access your your face, your face your Instagram account from here. So all you got to do is at the end of the day, send me all the photos and I will post them. So Arian kept you. our Instagram, Instagram, because that was the thing. I'm like, I'm covering so much. I got so many, I'm, this, the idea was to be posting, posting, posting. And I was like, okay, I'm just gonna be regulated to this. But I'm like, damn, I needed it because Instagram makes things so much easier. He at like at me at 1230 at night and him, I think at like, 6:45 in the morning like la time or san diego time la time all california time he is like getting everything he's like dude what do you got for me i'm like here take all and i'm sending him like like three dozen pictures at a time i'm like just pick the best out of that and post them so thank you arian so that aside uh the one thing i did you know because i knew jessica was going to be busy i'm like we have to get together one day and we have to record from Japan that is detrimental to this um, to this show. So we are going to hop over to past Chris and Jessica, and for a little setup here, we are what what's the name of the hotel? The Godzilla Hotel. Uh, hotel Gracery in Shinjuku. Hotel Gracery in Shinjuku at 10:55 at night in the lobby. On our last the, day. On our last day. We'll say, oh, Chris's last day. Chris's last my, day. My last day. You were there for like another two more days. So I'm like, let's just, we got like a half hour. Let's just record something. So we are sleep deprived, yes. delusional. Yep. And I have a belly full of, full of uh, shabu shabu in me. So we are just wonky. So you're going to hear, there's no video because unfortunately, I could just couldn't get video rolling at the time. So we, uh, I pull up my trusty recorder. So if you're watching this on YouTube, you're just going to see some pictures over what we did. And what you're going to hear, we're pro we, what we're going to do is we're going to come back and we're going to elaborate on a lot of the stuff that we just offhandedly mentioned. So it's about a good half hour uh, from Tokyo and just getting our basic thoughts and everything and then when you're gonna when you hear me say back to future chris we're gonna go back to this moment right now so i i will also say we were at a lobby at night and the mm -hmm. reason why our voices were muted other than we were sleep deprived is there's a lot of hotel staff there and i think with the way the country is so popular with tourists and people who film and stuff it also didn't feel right to be filming and talking yeah. loudly in a in, well public private lobby at almost midnight because I saw the woman manager walk around in the corner yeah. of my eye and I didn't I, we didn't want to be those people. Yeah. So the <laughs> uh, so just fair warning the audio is gonna sound a little weird because I'm holding the recorder to my mouth and then I towards Jessica and then I'm like ah and then so we're going back and forth so it's not gonna be 
probably the greatest audio, but you get the gist. And you're going to hear people in the talk in the background yes. because people are coming and going still because yeah, yeah, there's there, a lot of people arriving, yes. arriving to check in like at midnight. Yes. So yes. Let's, yes. let's hop to past Chris and Jessica. You guys can hear our shenanigans there. And then when we come back, uh, we will get into the nitty and the gritty because there was a lot of stuff we didn't cover. Okay, so there you guys have it. That was us in Tokyo. Absolutely loony and <laughs> sleep deprived. But hopefully it was it was um it was fun. So now is time to finally break down a lot of that stuff because we just didn't have the time there. So and not only that, but because of Jessica's work schedule, she missed out on a lot of things that I got to see. So case in point, like a lot of the Godzilla Day stuff, you were what were you doing that day? Um actually I wanna say what was really interesting is Chris and I didn't really see each other till literally the night before he left. We were like, like our earlier selves, our past selves, we were like two ships passing in the night. Mm -hmm. I saw him front row center. Thank you to Kazuki. The only people closer to the stage were children. And mm -hmm. I was standing to the side of the main screen and they were very big on no filming, no photography on certain things because I was mostly in conversation with people associated with Toho. And they were not, some of them were watching, some of them weren't. So it was almost like a half business meeting, half casual, half not. That's, that's too many halves. But mm -hmm. I didn't, I couldn't walk. But what was interesting was I got to hear people's reaction without seeing what was actually on the screen with mm -hmm. the exception of a couple items, but also Monarch, which, because I recognize Kurt Russell's voice. Mm -hmm. and it's in English, I could hear people and I could see people's reactions, but it yeah. was always from the side of Godzilla Day. <laughs> yeah. I was, so, uh, yeah, yeah like, no, Chris uh, really uh, did it. I, I couldn't cover, I could cover two days, but I couldn't cover two days. I would, I'd die. <laughs> so I got there like quarter to 12. Kazuki's got the spot. I'm yes. standing there. And they go over the schedule. And by the way, I am sleep deprived. Like, oh yeah, it was an odyssey. Like, I, I won't. I'm not gonna. That's that's a whole like hour story. But let's just say it was an odyssey for me to get there, get to my room, and I got like no sleep that right. night. So I right. got like two hours. So I get I get to Hibiya Square. I meet up with Kazuki. There is a minimum of a thousand people in the square just hanging out watching it. And <laughs> then I realize. Oh, we're going to be standing here for eight hours. Like the, I, we were there Kazuki and I, I got a picture of us at the beginning and at the end, and we did the whole gambit. So if you were watching live on the stream, uh, at, at one point, Aryan woke up and he was watching the stream and I got a message from him. He's like, is that you? And you see the back of my fat head. Like, <laughs> And I felt bad because I'm six one and I'm a big dude. Like I am not a petite man. So I am aware that I take up a lot of room and I felt bad for everybody standing behind me. Cause there was this, this nice mom standing behind us. And I told this story to Jessica because all the kids were in front of us and she was the mother of a couple of kids in front and the kids would just come up and she would have to like squeeze through. She's like, I'm really like, Oh, sorry. So I would try to get out of the way. And I'm always like, ducking and stuff like that but 
also as they're like announcing things i'm trying to post so my buddy charles always has this joke he's like every time we take a picture of you you're on your damn phone that's and my first picture of you is you on the phone by the stage jessica sends me a picture like i'm here and she sends me a picture <laughs> and it's me as stuff's going down and i'm on my phone posting but she caught me in the point so it looks like i'm not even paying attention to anything um but i very much was paying attention but at the same time i'm post post because i'm like we're here to cover um and then the picture arian sends of me he's like is that you because the camera was right behind me so my fat head is standing out like a sore thumb in the sea of people and i'm like yeah that's me and of course the picture he gets of me you can see my phone open <laughs> and the light blind I'm like so i'm on my i'm like it doesn't look like I'm paying attention. I'm, I'm definitely paying attention to everything, but I'm taking pictures of the screen and everything to post as they're going because they're just announcing stuff after stuff. So. And props to Chris. You did eight to 10 hours almost because it didn't end roughly at eight. It ended sometime like, after eight. Like so. 15. And then like on top. 20. Yeah. And then here's the caveat to that. We had tickets to go watch the movie that night. It was going to be right after, and we were in Hibiya, and the movie's in Shinjuku, which is not exactly close. <clears throat> so we Jessica initially gave me the time, like, the movie's at 9.45. Cool. We'll meet, and we'll head over there. I made and a then mistake. she finds, what time was it at? <laughs> 9.25. Yes, yeah, so 20 minutes are shaved off this. It Ooh. is, like, 8.10 as the closing ceremony's finishing up. I turn to Kazuki, we get a picture, and I ask, like, can we make Shinjuku by 920? He's like, yeah, just follow me. And so I am, <clears throat> I am, yeah, I am his, you know, he's Indiana Jones, and I am his short round, and we are on this adventure, getting on the subway system, getting to Shinjuku. Like, this is the first time I'm seeing Shinjuku. I'm just like, oh my God, there's the 3D billboard. There's the hotel. Like, I'm just like in awe because that first day i was so like getting there and like getting in my room and everything i was just so out of it it didn't hit me that i'm in japan until I, the the ceremony started and the guy comes out and starts speaking in japanese and the first thing that they show was the megalon short that's what kicked off the the, the festival and that's when i'm like oh my god i'm here like that's that was the realization i'm like i'm here i'm seeing this live and not only that but the thing that you don't get on the stream because they're showing you the actual video on the stream right we're right. watching it live on this gigantic screen and i'm like kazuki's doing his deal and he's trying to translate for me because you know you don't you know it's on youtube now and it's translated but i'm not hearing anything and i'm like holy crap this thing is like live action it's like i'm turning him like dude i'm like he's like yeah, yeah. like and kazuki's a big fan too but it was the fact that you have all these kids in front of us and when megalon shows up everyone's like oh like whoa like everyone's losing their mind and i feel like a nine-year-old kid again like watching swole megalon come out and this short was absolutely stunning it was the perfect way to start this because first thing they do is megalon comes out when he comes to fight godzilla the cg looks incredible for like a short little technically amateur film it was the moment when god when megalon like lands 
and they destroy like it leaves a crater and they're fighting the crater yeah yes yes and i'm like we're all like whoa like everyone's in awe the kids yeah. are screaming the people behind me are screaming and then <laughs> godzilla starts charging up as megalon blasts him with like his horn blast and all of a sudden godzilla like charges up i'm like oh he's gonna do the atomic pulse no he does something even cooler he does the atomic fist and like hits megalon and i scream are you effing kidding me like everyone lost their damn mind and then this thing just hits the ground running and the moment when god's when megalon kicks godzilla on his back and he does the pulse and does the kangaroo kick into the air i'm like i can't believe i'm here watching this i cannot believe this is happening like this does not feel like this doesn't feel real this feels like i'm dreaming and i'm gonna wake i'm in a coma right now someone hit me with a car and this is a medically induced coma like this doesn't feel real real quick let's talk about a little deeper into this short jessica i you heard it got- i heard the joy and you know what's chris notices this too at the end of a movie in america mm-hmm. we clap we cheer we also clap and cheer during certain parts of a movie like in Avengers um, Endgame, when yeah, Captain America picks up yep. Mjolnir, we do- it is dead silent out of love and respect of the filmmakers mm-hmm. uh, in Japan. So it's very quiet all the time. Even when mm-hmm. I did the press and industry screening at the end of um, Godzilla Minus One, I tried not to clap because I didn't mm-hmm. want to be that person. But how loud I can hear people ooing and aahing and being so excited as I stood to the side of the screen doing my outside meetings, Mm -hmm. I could see how excited everybody was. And that one Toho staff member that has the sign of no video recording and no photo on the side. Um, I will say what's really interesting is, Chris, I don't know if you looked up, but you're surrounded by large buildings. When you Mm -hmm. look up the Tokyo Midtown Habia, there are people Mm -hmm. on the second and third floor of that mall that were looking out down into and watching the screen. Mm -hmm. And there are cafes and restaurants outside where people are sitting down and eating and then watching the screen. So it was really interesting. Oh, it was. And everyone there was into it. Everybody was like, yes, people were yelling crying with joy this is what we came for like famously i was at the g-fest screening got 21 years ago now of uh gamma 3 when they came Mm. to la and to this day still the most insane screening i've ever been to because that crowd was hot and they did not expect that movie and after after the movie was done because the i've talked about it before the scene when gamma fights iris mid you know midair the dog fight and he does the spin attack i i swear to god i thought the egyptian theater was going to collapse from people getting up and screaming and jumping because i'm sitting underneath the balcony i'm like that is not gonna this theater's 100 years old it's not gonna hold up from the immense excitement that is rocking this building and when kanenko came out first thing he said he's like you guys really liked it that much? And I, I forgot who was translating for him. He's like, and he explains, he's like, yeah, in Japan, like everyone's like, you wait till the end. And he clapped. He's like, I've never heard an American audience go that nuts. He's like, I, I've heard tales of it, but I've never experienced, especially with one of my own movies. So it was like, I think for him, he's like, wow, this, like as a filmmaker that hits, like you, you understand like, oh, you did the right thing. This, I think because it's just an outdoor venue and we're all here to have, a, everyone's here to have a good time especially the kids when Godzilla threw 
that atomic punch. There are two kids that had their bandais like in their hand. They dropped them and they stood up. They're like, ah, and they were like screaming their heads off. Uh, they, when the kangaroo kick hit, like everyone lost their minds. I lost my mind. I'm grabbing Kazuki and like shaking him like a rag doll. The only other time I did that was watching Rogue One when Vader comes in and just starts ganking all the rebel guys. I'm just like, and, but he's doing the same to me and we're both shaking each other like, can you believe what we're watching? <laughs> this short, my God. Like I thought Gigan Rex last year was like, that was damn good. Like we're going full anime Godzilla. This was a step above. Like the second thing, I'm like, oh, this is a this is live action too. I'm like, holy crap! Like they are putting some effort into this. But they turned arguably one of the goofiest but most recognizable villains into a legitimate badass. Everything they did with this with this short, I'm like, I, I at that point I turned like these guys, these gemstone guys, they they got to be given a full length movie. I don't care if it looks exactly the same way. I will happily take a movie that looks just like this, but for like a full 90 minute run, because these guys are working miracles. This short was nothing, nothing ironically short of astonishing. Like they played it three times. Like you want to watch I, it again? I, heard it. Like... I, I could hear it throughout the day when I was mm -hmm. leaving in and out of meetings and in and out of buildings. Because it mm. went on all day. It was an eight, nine-hour event. I could hear yeah. it. I thought they were only going to show it once. But no, no, apparently they played it several times because I yes. could hear the reaction of the crowds. So they brought the filmmakers out afterwards. They talked. They showed they, – they were out there for like a good half hour. And they showed like the making of, like how they inter, interspersed ah, the like I live see. action stuff. They showed the live – like the match shots they got for the live action. Then they showed like the concept art for Megalon. At one point he had hands and like, yeah, we were going to go with an idea that the napalm things he shot would harden. And he put his hand in there and it formed the drill. And they're like, nah, it's too much. Like we'll just, we'll just go right. straight with the drills. But it was the fact that like the very every like there's one point he was like a gigantic, he looked like Onibaba from um, Pacific Rim. Like he was going to be in this, like he was going to have this final form. It was just this, huge armored tank shell forms over him to fight mm. Godzilla. And even they taught as Kazuki's and he's like, it was like, that was, it was like putting a hat on a hat at that point. It's like, we're, it's a little too much. Like, let's, let's rein it back in a little bit. Like less is more, but uh, you didn't get a chance to watch it until today, right? Yes. Yes. Cause I've been busy with things till I came back. And also we're yeah. both still jet lagged. Um, But yeah, no, I watched it. The thing is, I watched the one that we'll talk about later first, which is the mm -hmm. Jet Jaguar one, but I watched this later. It is CGI, right? CGI anime. Yes. I, I could tell. Okay, yes. I could tell. My eyes was like, what is happening? Is my jet lagged mm -hmm. eyes seeing things incorrectly? Uh, it looks absolutely great. Megalon went from a giant to friends who do not know. Mm -hmm. My poor friends who have to listen to me. Uh, they were like, it's an insect cockroach beetle looking thing. To actually, <laughs> to actually, it's a stag beetle, right? It actually looks yeah, yeah. formidable. Mm -hmm. And even the way he lands a little bit has an eye. We call it the Iron Man pose. Oh, but yeah. yeah. They, he actually looks like he is a formidable foe and not a giant chubby bug that came from the earth and is out there just trying to live its life. Um, 
I, I'm going to say this. These gemstone shorts, I think technically they take place in like the Heisei continuity. I don't know if that's ever been confirmed. So everyone's just assuming that this is like the further adventures of Junior after uh, after Destroya, which, you know, makes sense because they keep adding all these new power sets, which I am all for. Like you're yes. not like you're not yes. pulling things out of your butt, but you're playing with the concept. And I love that to death. But the thing that these two shorts have done thus far, they have they have man they have manned up Godzilla in a way I've never like this is like pure 80s manly anime like Fist of the North Star style like they they have swagger and they 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 fight like actual they don't fight like giant monsters fight they fight like like a shonen fight manga and I just I like <laughs> I. There was a point I'm like I this I this is everything I've ever wanted out of life. Like it's part of the reason I love Final Wars because it's just one giant fight movie. This like the way Megalon's standing like it's just like they're they're posturing and like you and like because they can't talk so you have to do everything in body language. But it's like these are two buff dudes who are trying to see who's the strongest and they are beating the hell out of each other. I'm like uh, this is this is when I when I you know, unless they invent cyborg technology, when I leave this world in the last, and I hopefully go to the great beyond, this is the thing that they're like, look, you can have everything you ever wanted. And it's life is just going to be nothing but, but like just watching like all the Godzilla crap I've ever saw in my head as a child. Like the fact that they are like, it's, it's like Ken and Rao fighting each other. Like, and they're standing and they're like, <laughs> just chest bumping i'm like i eat this stuff up with a with a giant spoon this is magical oh uh, I, I was on his back his spikes lit up and he flew upwards because Megalon flies Dude, so that that when they the the third time they showed it still got the same reaction everyone was yeah. lost their mind over that the uh, the addition of the atomic punch like doing the um so taking the uh, the pulse, but turning into like a fit, like doing all that stuff. I'm like, you guys are insane. And I love you for it. I love these guys. I'm like, give me a full movie like this. Like I it cannot be that expensive because they're doing this short. And I, it's just like a small team doing this. I'm like, if you guys conjured this in like under a year, go get like, oh, get these guys like a modest budget, do like a hybrid thing and just let them go absolutely sick. I can only imagine what... I'm I'm assuming next year they're gonna do another thing, and since mm -hmm. it's Mecha Godzilla's anniversary next year, I'm assuming they're gonna do one for him. That's just assumptions. But there's also a lot of other anniversaries besides the 70th, like it's Ghidorah's 60th. There's a couple of things, so God only knows what they're gonna do. But I hope that this becomes a yearly tradition because I want to see him do all the monsters like this. Like I want to see just this Godzilla and fighting every like anime upped. Like first, like I the second that ended, I turned to Kazuya. I'm like, I need that Bandai figure tomorrow. Like I was hoping <laughs> that they like, because last year they announced like the Gigan Rex figure in the Godzilla. I'm like, yeah. There's no way with the way the Gigan Rex figure sold. There's no way in hell they're not making a figure of this. And I, I was just hoping like, tell me, just tell me like tonight. Like we didn't tell any of you, but the figure's ready to go. It's gonna be at the Godzilla store. You just gotta get over there. And I'm like, but no such luck. But I'm hoping out. I'm holding out hope that in the next like two or three weeks they're going to announce it because they announced that Gigan Rex pretty pretty quick after that short. So, mm. yeah. <clears throat> so moving on, 
they showed a ton of merchandise. Um, the big one of the big things they're like, you can order this three hundred and fifty dollar bento box that's handcrafted, like out of like teak wood, and all the dishes in there are all shaped after different monsters. Like there's a little minia dish, there's a bailante. They had the the uh, lobster claws for like Ibraya, like, and you don't not only do you get this high end like bento box with all this beautiful food in it, which you're like, I've just spent three hundred and fifty dollars on a lot of sushi. Um it comes with a little figure and like these this poster that that's exclusive and like these lobby cards. So it's like, okay, you're gonna eat this, but the box is nice and you get all this other stuff. And then they announced this big handcrafted figure. Um Suzuki told me what it, I'm blanking on the term of what it is now, but it's a like 20 inch figurine. It's Godzilla. Is it it's a Marquette? This, like it's a... not a Marquette. I forgot the actual, there's a terminology for it and I'm okay. blanking on it. I'll put it in the show notes. But Kazuki was explaining to me and it's done by a famous artist out there and they only made 10. And he was showing like the whole thing because he was like, oh, this is going to be expensive. I'm like, what? This one I did see. I was in the back trying to get coffee. Like, yeah. I was at a cafe in the back. Yeah. So, he's like, yeah, this is going to be a pricey. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, they did one like three years ago, and it was pretty pricey. I'm like, how much? He's like, uh, like 30 grand. I'm like, Japanese or American? He's like, American. I'm like, <laughs> what? He's like, yeah, like, they're, they are like sought after art pieces. So, they showed the guy making it, and it looks like Godzilla. It's the class. It's the '54 Godzilla, and they put like different monsters on him, like they're tattoos. And I'm like, there's Mothra cool. on there, and he's blue. Yes, and I Ghidorah's mean, sorry, like, Godzilla's blue. Mothra is Mothra colored. Yeah, but like Ghidorah is like the chest tattoo, and like yes. on the leg is like Mothra, and there's like there's every like the, the fact they managed to fit this many on there, and I'm like he's like, no, this is a big figure, and. He's like, what do you think it's going to cost? And I'm like, I, I, you're telling me it was almost the cost of a car for the last one. I mean, maybe like, you know, if she, God, it, it's probably going to be close. He's like, I'm guessing 35. And then after they did the whole video, the whole rigmarole, they put the price up in the yen and it was like 38,000 yen or something. Like I might be off by a decimal. Um, and I quickly did the math. I'm like, Kazuki, you were like if you were playing prices right you are like dead on you're under the dollar without going over because it came up to like $34,000 American and they're like there's only 10 of them and we're shipping one to New York next month for like an art gallery I'm like okay who has that kind of fu money to blow on that like he's like no they sold out last year or the last time they did them they sold out within like 10 minutes I'm like so it's got to be like a tech billionaire that's just like I want this for my you know my home in like Marin County somewhere. I'm like, I'm like, where do you, I, I, if I, someone even just gave like, here, here's an extra one. I'm like, I no, no, I can't. This is too much responsibility. Like I'm going to chip it, just transporting it. I'm like, that's 35 grand. Like it's insane. But I guess pre-orders go up in like two weeks and they were already like, he's telling like, you know, he's explaining, he's like, they'll probably sell out within like the day. He's like that. These are like sought after pieces. So, um, and then there was, so sorry, I'm going to use the restroom because I drank a, this is five shots of coffee. Mm -hmm. 
So it is like running through me. I'm so sorry. You're going to have to edit You You go do that. I'm going to explain some more things. So there was, there was some more figures. They came out um, with the... Um, the book figures that they've been selling. So you buy them, like you get it like a Godzilla, and then there's a Build-A-Figure set. So they're pushing those, like Series 1 is ending, and then Series 2 is starting up. So they're like, yeah, get it. It's a subscription thing. And uh, there was these little ceramic figures you can buy that were blank, and they had a couple of artists mock up some uh, versions of them, but you could buy it blank, and it's the idea. You can paint it on your own. Um and then they announced the 70th anniversary logo. And so they showed the logo. And I actually, in my travels while I was there, they said, here's going to be the first bits of merchandise you can buy. And these will be available either at the store or at uh, Toho Cinemas. So I managed to get to a Toho Cinema, you know, a couple of days later. So first thing I bought was the 70th anniversary pin as you can see here i'll put a better picture in in the stream if you're watching this on youtube and the godzilla 70th anniversary medallion so these are the first two official bits of merchandise for the 70th anniversary i was at you know toho cinema i'm like might as well so I'll I've been trying to I'm being getting reviews up of everything that I picked up there. So if you if you're following our YouTube channel, you can I'll eventually have those up by, within the week. Um, but nothing big announced for the 70th. I was expecting like um like maybe an animated movie announcement or something. But I know that minus one is the official 70th anniversary movie, and then the Godzilla Kong two is next year. So if they do announce something. It probably won't be till later because I don't think they want to step on the toes of anything else that's coming out. So that was the only disappointing thing. I'm looking then for this bento box. The the bento box was like 350 bucks. Oh, I know. I want to see a photo of it because I was... oh, I, yeah, I got photos. I think I posted they're on the Instagram. I believe you did. Yes. So you might want to go back like a week. Uh, they're they're probably they're down there. Like Arian posted them for me, so they should be their own post. So should be look around the Godzilla like stuff. They're up there. So then they're like, okay, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna show the Megalon short one more time, and we're gonna because the MC was like having to go back and forth, and like he had to do interviews too. So they're like, we're gonna take like ten minute break, show the short again, and I'll be back. So he comes back, and now we're like maybe like an hour and a half almost two hours into the day. And the next thing they do is that they start showing stuff for Godzilla versus Megalon since it's the 50th anniversary. So the remastered DVD, all the stuff, they talk about the short. And then they bring Shinji Wakasa up to the stage. And he starts talking, and he starts showing a lot of this behind-the-scenes stuff for the Jet Jaguar short. And there, it's a lot of him, like, building the suit. They're explaining, like, you know... Yeah the making up and everything. So after about 20 minutes of this stuff, the MC says something and Kazuki turns to me. He's like, get ready. I'm like, why? He's like, just get your phone out and get ready. And all of a sudden the theme starts playing. You start hearing the, the trumpets and the, the Megalon, the song at the end of Godzilla vs. Megalon. And then out from the back of the stage. Yes. It was like a scene out of RoboCop. <laughs> when all the, like when RoboCop visits the school and the kids are like wa like around, 
everybody got up. Like the kids stood up. Because here comes Jet Jaguar walking through, high-fiving people. And this is the moment I'm like, I'm not a religious man. But I felt like I was having a spiritual moment here because here's Jet Jaguar walking walking out. And the music's blaring. Everyone's going nuts. He gets up on stage. And as the, the song hits its crescendo, he gets up on stage, stands, does the pose, and then does the pose. And I'm like... I I I this is heaven. This is this is beyond. I got a photo with him and Shinichi Wakasa behind the scene. Did you? Yeah, yeah. they they walked away after a while. So yes, I didn't see I got a they photo in a little private tent. Uh oh, thank awesome. you to the amazing people and Sonoe and everything. You got to send that so I can put it in the stream. So Okay. Um but yeah, they basically and they spent like 40 minutes breaking down how they recreated the suit. And I'm looking at him like, yeah. God, that suit's nice. But then you start, they, the camera gets closer and you're like, and there's like some patchy paint jobs on there. I'm like, what? And then, uh, well, Costa explains like, oh yeah. So if you're noticing these, like he's pointing at, these are all the damages that were done to filming. So we had to patch it up this morning before we brought him out. So this is rebuilt Jet Jaguar from the filming. So it's like, if he looks a little, off yeah that's because this is where all the sparks and all the damage was done so i'm like that kind of makes it even cooler and weirdly like when they were going through like the different because the mc's holding the camera to show on stage to everybody when they're going through like here's the boots they spend like five solid minutes talking about the cod the crotch piece and i turned to kazuki i'm like are these seriously, are we in the middle of hot Jet Jaguar crotch talk right now? And he laughs. He's like, yeah, that's exactly what they're doing. They're like showing like they're tugging at it and everything. I'm like, this, this, this is, this is, I don't think there's a drug on earth that can, they can conjure this image. I'm like, and even I posted like a picture on Twitter. I'm like, this is the last thing I expected. And I, I got like dozens of like, yeah, we're seeing it on the stream. It's like, this is a lot more like crotch talk we expected out of a, Godzilla Day event. Were so, they just proud of how well it came together? They were. Like, they broke down the suit. Like, they showed how they had to, you know, the helmet was a little right, bit bigger. Right. Because they had to put the the wire, the lighting mechanisms in there and everything. But they just, like, the camera, the guy, they were talking, like, Shinji's, like, showing, like, the, the, the netting underneath and stuff. And, they're t and the poor guy in the suit's just standing there. Like, you can't see his face. So I'm just getting this image of him sweating because he is not... Yeah. It was not cold. It, it was, was warm, warm in Tokyo. It was warm in Tokyo. Yes, it was like 75, 76. So I'm just getting this image of this poor guy in the leotard in the suit, just pouring sweat, having to just stare out at the crowd because he can't move his head, he can't move around. And people are like under him, like tugging him like like they're like tailors, like trying to get the inseam. And I'm, I'm kind of laughing at the whole, I'm like, this is absolutely ridiculous, but... It's one of those things you can't make up because this is this was like on the fly and they were like, no, no, like right here and like, like this, this is too much. So at that point, they announced Jet Jaguar is going to go back. We're going to show like uh, we're going to we're going to take a break and then when we come back, we're going to do Monarch. So Jet Jaguar went back, MC went back. They played like a like a little trade. They played the actual trailer for Monarch that we've seen already, and then. Uh, People came out. Oh, I don't. 
God, I, I have it in, but they were handing out Monarch stickers. So mm-hmm. it's the, yes. so it's yes. the Godzilla, like, you know, it's the beware sign. And they were like, they give them to all the kids first. And then they have like a stack like this thick. And then they're like, Oh, hey, anybody else in here? And then everyone just starts shoving forward. They're like, please like, can and so Kazuki and I are like reaching over, like, let me like, and we finally got one. And the Comic-Con guy in me is like, do I go for another one? <laughs> and I'm like, no, you're not a Comic-Con. Don't be a dick. Let other people enjoy things. So I'm like, no, I will. Because when you're at Comic-Con, you play the system. And like, I want a couple more for me and my friends. But at that point, I'm like, I will settle for my one Monarch sticker. And I will I put it in my backpack. I'm like, it will stay there safe. And this will be my thing. So they then get into Monarch. And they have Matt Fraction sent a, um, sent a video. And... Jessica, for those who don't know, who is Matt Fraction? He is a Eisner Award-winning comic book writer, and most people know him through Hawkeye, his mm-hmm. run on Hawkeye. But he's absolutely great, and he's one of the uh, leading creative people behind Monarch. Yeah. yeah, he's the co, I think the co-showrunner or co-creator. Yeah, and like co-executive producer. It's him, yeah. Chris Black, and Matt Shackman, who mm-hmm. is the director, or he led or show whatever, at WandaVision. He directed yes. the first two episodes of Monarch. Yes. So, uh, all the so he comes up, and then those two come up, and they said, "Sorry, we couldn't be here because you know they're they're prepping, because at the time they're two weeks away, so they're getting ready to roll out uh, press, so they can't be in yeah. Japan." But they sent messages, yeah. and then they show the trailer one more time. Yes. And so this was the interesting thing because. Out here, MonsterVerse is actually, I'm legit shocked by how popular it has. It's its maintained its popularity. If anything, it's grown. Like, you know, I've had conversations with people like, look, you might not like these movies, but they're doing the job because I've never seen more kids into Godzilla and King Kong in my entire life. Like, you and I grew up in an era where they're like, yeah, we know what these things are. They're kind of goofy and they're kind of, they're kind of dumb. But no, now it's taken seriously. Like... I've seen little kids like run around with their Godzilla and Kong figures and they're just like, this is the greatest thing ever. And I'm like, yes, then you are, these movies are doing their job and they're doing it beautifully. Like you can complain all you want. I personally have loved everything that's come out, but it's doing, it's creating the new era of fans. It's what, that's how this stuff survives. You have to give a new generation has to get in here. So this was interesting because I didn't know how the Japanese really took the MonsterVerse stuff. And so the litmus test were all sitting in front of me. Yes. These little yes. kids. I yep. So <laughs> I heard it. So I I'm like, this is gonna be an interesting one. So this is the first time they're showing like like the behind the scenes stuff. Like this is more this is like it, it was like a good like eight, ten minute featurette. And they were kind of giving you the whole thing. Like so it was behind the scenes stuff with new footage. And a lot of the new footage was a lot more monster stuff. And Every time they showed a new monster, these kids lost their mind. They're like, oh, and the one thing. So there's that moment in the in the in the in the vignette. They're showing like the characters. They look like they're in like a Muto nest. And all I heard was the kids go, Muto, Muto, Muto. And like, I'm like, wow, you actually know who Muto? They're like, oh, Muto. And then the guy behind me is like, oh, Muto. I'm like, oh, wow. Oh, you even know the excitement for this show. Yes. shocked me with the Japanese. They were gung-ho. And the 
the thing that warmed my black heart more than anything else was so there was a shot of godzilla like coming out of the water and people went ah and then right after that there's the man kurt russell and he's like talking and swagger and i heard everybody behind me go oh like oh japan knows who kurt russell is this <laughs> oh like i wanted i almost shed a tear i'm just like this this is this is this is almost too much for me to bear and that final shot of like godzilla coming out of the ground every all these kids like showing the crab monsters fighting the spider monster the weird bat thing like all the new titans and stuff like that and then when godzilla came out of the the ground and they did that big sweeping shot of him like all the kids stood up and they were screaming at the top of their lungs but it was behind me like i i, I think i got video of mm -hmm. the crowd behind me like going whoa because it's big fancy effects godzilla and he looks doesn't look like anything that they have done thus far until you watch you know minus one and the crowd ate it up and i i i even looked at kazuki because he's been living out in america like the whole time the monsterverse stuff happened so he yeah. doesn't have like a feel yet for like how they they're doing out here but he, he and i looked at it's like they're they're into it like they are definitely and the fact that the kids were so into it just made my Grinchian heart grow three times its size. I'm just like, you guys are into this, and not only that, you you're excited for it, but you also know who Kurt Russell is. Ugh, like I could have shed a tear like right there. I would have dropped to a knee and just like, I need a moment. So, <laughs> Several people asked me after through translation apps where it can be watched and mm -hmm. how it can be watched, um, which is through Apple Plus TV. Yeah. And I was trying to help them out for that when the time comes and the show debuts, they would be able to watch it because they were a little concerned with the devices that they have there or mm -hmm. uh, whether something is outdated and not all of them have an Apple phone or, you know, smart TVs. So they were finding out different ways to watch it, even if their first interaction with it was that trailer. I yeah. think it definitely piqued their interest that they're willing to fight technology upstream like a salmon to find mm -hmm. a way to watch it in japan oh yeah and that 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 was that was the biggest thing it was like okay they're into the monster verse out here they're they're definitely all in on it so um after that mc came out said hey we're gonna do a meet and greet like it's a high five so they okay. brought out the 54 godzilla in the suit jet mm -hmm. jaguar and chibi godzilla and they're chibi! like Yep. Chibi so everyone gets... past me from the side, from the behind the stage. Yeah. So at this point, because um, the night before I got McDonald's, and here's the thing I didn't know about Tokyo, there's no public trash cans anywhere. So I have this stinking half-eaten hamburger in my backpack, and I turn to Kazuki, and he's like, this is going to be a minute. This is going to be like almost 45 minutes. So if you want to go walk around, now's the time to do it. So I, I got out, and he's like, I'll be here. Don't worry. So I got out, ran over to the Wendy's across the street, dumped, dumped this raggedy bag of food. And then I'm like, oh, there's a lot of other stuff going on. So I went, got pictures in front of the Shin statue. Uh, I went over Mothra, to the Gazi Band. There was Mothra. There was a Mothra. Yeah, the, Gazi, the, yeah, the, the Gozi Band crew were there. And so they had Moth, the Mothra puppet. 
They had the Kamakras puppet. They had the little Godzilla puppets like on the on the table, and there was a, the the Kamunga puppet like moving around. But when I so I walked by initially, took some pictures, and I went saw all the merchandise and everything. Took shots of that. That's all up on on our social. Um, I went. I was coming back and like because there's two food carts. I'm like. I want to eat something Godzilla. So as I'm walking back, I'm going back by the Godzi band, and the puppeteer has Minya and Little Godzilla out, and she's talking with them. And I stopped. I'm like, because I saw her go, you know, she she people will walk up and then she put them on your shoulder and they start talking to you and you can get a photo op. So I thought it was just for kids, but then this adult guy shoves this kid out of the way. He's like, ah, me. And I'm like, oh, so it's open for anybody. I'm like. I'd be an idiot not to get a picture. So I wait my turn. I let all the kids go first because I'm not an a-hole. And then finally, <laughs> she turns to me. She's like, picture? I'm like, yes. And so I crouched down because this woman is like 5'1". And I felt bad. So I squatted down. And she puts Little and Minya on my shoulder. And I just hear I, you know, them talking in Japanese. And I get my camera out. I take like three photos. And it's just the two of them kind of like, I'm like, this, this, this is, this is just joyous. This is nothing but, I'm like, if you cannot enjoy this, you have no flavor for life. <laughs> so after I got my picture with that, walked over, there was a cart selling crepes, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. ice cream and crepes. And I'm like, give me one of those. So I buy two because I'm like, Kazuki's holding, I'm like, I got to give him something. So as I'm walking back, I'm running into everybody that we know from G-Fest. They're like, Chris, you're here. I'm like, yes. And I'm holding two of these warm crepes with little chibi Godzilla sticking out of them and ice cream melting. And I'm like, I would love to see her in chat, but I got this. Yeah. And I try to go back to meet up Kazuki. I got your message. (laughs) They have closed off the area until they were finished circling everyone out. So the people that are like, I'm not doing the picture, I'm just hanging here, and I can't get a hold of Kazuki, and I got his melting ice cream in my hand, so I'm messaging Jeff. I'm like, can you get a hold of him and tell him to walk over here? So five minutes later, finally, they open it back up. I rush in, get back in my spot, because everyone else is starting to cattle back in. I am like, here. He's like, oh, thanks. I'm like, yeah, it's a little melty. He's like, ah, it's all good. Delicious. My God. The, just the vanilla flavoring coming off these things. Like it was, I just, I wolfed it down. I'm like, oh, this is, it was the first thing I ate in almost like 24 hours. Oh, damn. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it's so good. <laughs> so now we're, we're pushing into like the five o'clock hour. Woo! Like the, yeah. So cool. we're, we've already done like a lot. And now they're like, okay, here's what a lot of you came for. So they come back out, do a little more rigmarole. And then the thing a lot of us were waiting for, they show the Jet Jaguar short. And the guy comes out with the sign, no videoing. So everyone puts their phone down. And this thing rolls. And much like the Megalon short, we, the entire crowd, everyone, the kids in front especially, everyone lost their goddamn minds. Because this was the most awesome thing we all saw today. Because we thought we couldn't top the Megalon short. That was but the second you saw like Jet Jaguar like land and he's fighting Godzilla and he's running. He's and parkouring. Dodging. He's parkouring. That's what went through my mind. I just showed yes. this to my brother yes. before we yes. sat down and he's like 
parkour. Like he's just screaming parkour. I'm like, uh, I turned around to my brother. I'm like, Pat, that's exactly what I, I just heard Michael Scott in my mind, just screaming parkour, parkour. Every moment and he's like, okay, so you're not the only one. I'm like, I think a lot of people were. So that whole short is nothing but amazing. Like yeah. it is absolute joy like watching jet jaguar try to punch godzilla and he misses and they do the pacific rim shot of the fist in the building he comes out and the whole time i'm sitting there like in awe but i'm also like so the last two godzilla's killed his opponent but jet jaguar is a good guy there's no way they're going to have godzilla kill him so what how are they going to get out of this situation so yes as the moment the moment that, like, when Godzilla grabs Jet Jaguar, I'm like, oh, they might actually do this. And then the beam comes down and hits Godzilla. I'm like, oh! Like, there was an audible gasp from everybody because no one expected what was coming next. Yeah. Like, Jet is, like, sitting down, and he looks up, and then the fireball hits, and everyone just screamed, Ghidorah! Ah! And, like, everyone <laughs> lost their mind. The kids in front of me were, like, throwing their toys. They're like, no way! <laughs> What the heck? And it's the it's the GMK Ghidorah. And I'm looking at him like, oh, it's because they dragged that thing out for that wacky commercial that aired in Japan last month. Did you see that? I did not. I did okay, not so I should see that. This is I think it's for like a like a like a banking firm or something. But it's a guy like he's a samurai. He's in this open field, runs against this group of marauding samurais and they start fighting and then all of a sudden zombies show up and then the samurai and the marauding samurais realize we got to team up so then they all turn and start attacking the zombies and so the zombies in this, in this group of samurai now are fighting amongst each other and then all of a sudden beams start strifing the field and king Ghidorah comes into frame and the zombies and the samurai and the main guy are like, we have to team up against this bigger threat. So then they're all rushing towards King Ghidorah, which it's this suit. And then Ghidorah is like flying towards him to attack. And then all of a sudden a meteor starts approaching Earth. And then Ghidorah even stops and like looks. And the main guy's like, we have to team up. And Ghidorah's like, yes, we do. And the, the whole thing ends with everyone rushing towards this invade, like this falling meteor. And it's just this insane thing, but they took the suit. The big thing they did was they extended the necks on the, because the, he had the little, like, you know, tiny necks on the side. I was going to say, wait, what was the banking commercial, though? I was so busy with talking. Not, it was like, you know, I, I couldn't tell what they were actually selling <laughs> other than it was a funny commercial. I got where they were going, but like, I don't know what you're selling, but this is, it was like 90s TV where it's like, the ad had nothing to do with what they were selling. It's just okay. Okay. cool looking. Okay. But in this ad, because they actually posted behind it, because they dragged the suit out and right. they extended right. the necks on the other two. I'm like, oh, because they just refurbished the suit. And I'm like, I'm, and then I put two into it. I'm like, you couldn't kill Jet Jaguar. You had to have in the parlance of wrestling. You had to have the face turn. So King Eater lands. And he's blasting. And everyone's like, oh, what's going to happen? And so Jet gets up. And you see Godzilla's, like, hand, like, in frame, like, he's injured. And all of a sudden, Jet Jaguar's hand grabs and he picks him up. And everyone starts screaming, like, they're going to team up! And <laughs> Jet, like, there's that moment where they give each other, like, a look like they're in a Western. And then Jet does the thumbs up and everyone lost <laughs> their mind. 
and they turn to face Ghidra and then it says to be continued and then they're announced like they're teasing next year like a big destroyal monster store film. I'm like it, it was beautiful. It you, was a masterpiece. It was gorgeous. And not only that, so they brought out the director and they brought out Shinji and they're like and Kazuki's funny's like like everyone they're like they asked, Do you like it? And everyone just applauded. They're like, Okay, so we'll do another one next year. We'll do a big one. And um like, how, did you like it? And they're like, yeah, let's watch it again. And they ran this another three times. <laughs> and every time, it did get old. Like, And now, by the way, when I'm watching it, no subs. So when they're talking, I'm like, I, I, it, I'm like, I don't get, like, Kazuki had to explain, like, okay, so this happened. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. But the two and three times, we just sit there and take it in, like, the little nuances. And that's right. the point when I'm like, oh, that, that show suit, that, Godzilla Final Wars, um, they did do a great job zipping up that back because there's a couple of shots with the spine oh, where the guy gets in and is like flapping around. Oh, I'm like, I I'm like, beggars can't be choosers. This is this was gorgeous. So, um, so then they we take a break. By the way, what did you think of that that short? Because you just got to watch it as well. Okay, I saw it the other way around. So I mm-hmm. saw Jet Jaguar first. And then mm. saw Megalon, yeah. so I wasn't ready for the 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 way it was shot because clearly these were men in suits. Yeah. The one in the Jet Jaguar short, mm. I did not see King Ghidorah coming because mm. I just went in with the open mind, being like, "Where is this going?" Also, mm. it's ten minutes long. It was amazing because. Mm. I am okay with the original Jet Jaguar. I, I, everybody loves him. But also we were at a time where fighting techniques, choreography, and special effects were different and practical effects were different. Now it is definitely more upgraded because we're in the 2000s, like mid-2000s. Mm-hmm. So it was better. The moment he was parkouring, I was like, this is going to be... Holy crap, this is good. And it actually looked like fight choreography. And yes. the other Godzilla clearly was a dude like inside. Mm-hmm. He moved a lot more. Maybe the suit was lighter or heavier. I don't know how heavy the suit is. Well, it's it the was... Final Wars. It's the Final Wars suit. Yes. It's built for like that fight look. Yes, so. it's built for the fight. Um, They were actually fighting. And I did yell out, parkour. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of subtle nods. They were, I call it the Robert Downey Jr. of acting or the Benedict Cumberbatch of acting where they have, you can't, I mean, it's Godzilla and Jet Jaguar, mm-hmm. but even without words, you can tell what the characters were thinking. Mm-hmm. But even before the thumbs up, because there was definitely moments where I'm like, okay, now they know that they have to team up. And I definitely didn't see King Ghidorah coming. So I was like at my computer screaming and yelling like, holy crap, this would have been amazing to have watched in person Mm -hmm. and just hear everyone screaming and yelling. And then I knew that they were going to face each other and then like turn towards the camera. I mean, they they did eventually. Yeah, the old Western thing. Yes, and anyone who's like kaijus are not sentient or Godzilla's not sentient is BS. Because clearly the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And my friend, yep. So they looked at each other and they knew and they teamed up and it was like a bam to be continued. Just when everyone was like, oh no, Jet might die. They knew immediately. So I looked forward to next year to see how that story progresses and continues. 
So the one thing when they came out afterwards and they did the behind the scenes explaining everything, the hero shot of that short, which is after Jet Jaguar parkours and he locks <laughs> up with Godzilla and he does the spinning kick. The spinning rider kick, which by the way, went over as well as booze on New Year's. Mm-hmm. Oh, everyone like every time the three times they showed it, everyone lot that like I even turn I'm like if they would be remiss if that was not a t shirt. Like that alone, <laughs> that is merchandise for days. Like you throw that on everything, people will buy. And they even said afterwards and they're like so that part, like, because they were showing, like, the storyboards and stuff, and, and like, as the uh, director is explaining, he's like, we were, you know, as we were laying things out, we were on set that day. So they're, they're the guys are in the suits, and they're running. Um, uh, someone just threw out there, like, can we do the, can we do this rider kick? And they're like, we could try. We got harnesses, because they have the King Eater harness. So they're like, strap it up. And they did the kick in, like, two takes, and they're like, Perfect. It was ad, it was literally an ad lib thing on the day of the set. They said, like that wasn't any of the any of the original drafts we did, and they were just like, we got to add a little pizzazz to this. Like, let's have Jet Jaguar kick Godzilla in the head, and like have him do like the big common Rider kick. And of course, it was like the the thing everyone ate up completely yes. out of that entire short. Yes. So, oh yeah, I I, I remember saying that that I took. Because they actually showed a picture of it afterwards, and that's when they were like, okay, you can take some pictures. So I yeah. snagged a picture of it, and I sent it to Aryan, and he looked, and he's like, dude, like, w- please tell me they got that on a shirt or a book or something, because I need that, like, I need you to bring that home, because that is, like, the boss of boss shots right there. I'm like, uh, hopefully soon. So uh, now we're getting into night. So they take another <laughs> break. They do another high-five thing. I get out of line. I well, actually I hang I hang back now because Kazuki had a ticket for the pop up Godzilla store across the street and the department right. store, uh, which had this giant mural window display of minus one. It's just Godzilla's head. I got a picture in front of it afterwards. And when you go inside, the minus one uh, figure is in there. So, but if you go downstairs, then they had the uh, the pop up store. But you had to have a ticket to get in. So he's like. I got like I got like ten minutes. I got. I'm like go go go. I will hold. Like you held for me. I. This is you know this is bro code. This is this is creed. This is what we do for each other. <laughs> this is the way. So he comes back and he's got like his goodies and stuff like that. He's like, so yeah, you know I saw the bandai's in there. I'm like, but you said you wanted to buy them on your own. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, please tell me they had bag. And he's like, they had a bunch of them. Like dude, you're gonna be all right. So, um. They come back from like the the high five break and everything. It's now dark, and now we're getting into the minus one. So we're getting into the the the, the championship rounds of this, and it's like seven o'clock now. And oh, they did like a video game thing in between all that, which everyone was just like checked out. Like everyone just went off to their own thing. I felt bad for the video game people because it's the mobile game, and so they're playing it. And there was like maybe like a hundred people waiting. So once once they came, everyone came back, um, Yamakaze came out and, you know, they did the thing. It's like, okay, who's seen the movie today already? And like half the people raised their hands. They're like, shh, no spoilers, no spoiling for anybody. And, oh, Yamakaze uh, came out, the director? Yes. Yeah. So they, he talked for like 40 minutes and uh, 
again, God bless Kazuki because he's translating as they're. So I'm trying to listen and listen to him. So I'm like, there's just like so much going into my brain. And then uh, he busts out his sketchbook and he's showing sketches. And Kazuki's like, oh, they're warning there might be spoilers in this. I still didn't get the context. I just saw cool Godzilla designs that he was doing. So nothing like was spoiled for me. Um, and they post them up. I post a lot of them on uh, on our inst- um, on our feed, so you can look at them. And like the different designs he was going with and stuff like like more dinosaurian and things like that. Yeah. And um, so after he did that and talked about writing the movie and you know he was offered the movie like several times and turned it down. So he's like, finally, I, I had an idea, blah, blah, did the whole thing. And then they, the MC's like, so now it's time we close out. Uh, we want to do a uh, toast to Godzilla. So they each got these giant steins of beer. They compied Godzilla. And then they sang happy birthday to Godzilla. And they got everyone to get in to sing happy birthday to Godzilla. Yamazaki walked off. The MC said, thank you for coming. We will see you next year. And uh, I said, go enjoy minus one. And then the day was done and eight hours exhausted. I'm just like, whoa. So Kazuki and I get our picture in front of the whole thing with Godzilla with his birthday hat on and all that. And that's when you text me, hey, you need to get over to Shinjuku. Otherwise, you're going to miss the movie. So we hightail it over there. I thought we were going to the Toho Cinema. No, no, no. We went to a cinema next door that was by far... And I live in L.A., so I've been to fancy theaters. This was the fanciest theater I've ever set foot in. My I felt like like the doors open for you. Like they're like it's like going into like a secret tunnel, and you get in. It's just this lounge with like live jazz music playing, and everyone's just kind of. I'm like, so there's a Godzilla movie playing, but someone is like reading like Russian literature over here and playing chess. Everyone is dressed to the night. I was, I felt like I'm not dressed for this. Like I'm in shorts, my Godzilla Hedorah Super 7 shirt. I'm like, I am severely underdressed. But then I saw other people walking in. I'm like, okay, so I'm not like the only a-hole here. Jessica and Sam and uh, Hiroshi, who managed to snag the tickets, we all finally meet up, get in, sit down. I'm sitting there and I am exhausted because I realized, okay, we got a two-hour movie. I've been up for 22 hours. I turned to Jessica. I'm like, hey, at any point you see me nodding off, elbow me as hard as you can. So thankfully, she only had to do it once. Like, but I love the tenacity because you had already watched the movie. So there was a moment in the first hour where I I saw you get up out of your seat and you were just like pointing at the screen, like, pay attention to what's going to happen because... <laughs> Stuff's going to go down. I'm like, oh, wow. And then I'm watching it. And by the way, I am delirious at this point. But I'm like, whoa, that is, okay, this movie's nuts. This, that, I'm like, yeah. Well, we're going to say on this, because we will come back in like two weeks and properly review Minus One once everyone has got a chance to see it. So we are not going to do a proper, but just the initial thought. My, my walking away from this, because again, I lost things because it was in Japanese. Jessica got to see a subversion, which I didn't know at the time. She didn't tell me until like four days later, oh yeah, the version I saw was subtitled. So she got nuances. And then our friend Kazuki, when he watched it, he got all the nuances because he speaks the language. So I got the gist. And so here's the thing. 
I've only watched a few handful of movies in pure Japanese, but I got the gist of what was going. Like, I never was lost in what I'm like. Okay, so this is guy, this guy, this girl, Godzilla, everything, everything played out like I was never really lost. But there was a moment at the end when I turned to Jessica and I'm like, that's a little far fetched for me. But once Kazuki sat down and explained some things to me, I'm like, oh, I miss, I miss some nuances. That said, this is by far the slickest Japanese Godzilla movie I've ever seen in my life. Like, my proclamation walking, I'm like, this looks better than half of the big-budget Hollywood movies we have out right now. Like, because they shot on location. Like, that whole sea sequence that you see in the trailers, it's like Jaws. They're out there on that damn boat. They're in the water. Yeah, they were out, like, they went, like, like south and shot like out in the ocean like that is all legitimate like like oh but the fact that they recreated like 1947 tokyo it looks immaculate like i'm like the effects on this thing are stupendous like yes i do have a 20 minute spoiler review that is on the page but we did see it on screen x certain Mm -hmm. scenes were for it and that's when you get to see all of the ocean and then yes, all the, of Ginza, Tokyo. Yeah, so those that that the screen the, this is not I've seen a couple of Screen X. Actually, the first time I saw Screen X was watching the 2019 film. So I was kind of wondering like, are they just gonna fill? Because the 2019 film didn't really add a lot. But to the, I'll give them credit on this. There was moments like the water scenes with the Screen X made you feel like you were in that damn boat with them, because you're looking around. There's just like, oh, yeah. you can see like the islands off the like. It, there's detail to it. But there was some there was some additional stuff like when Godzilla is out of frame in Screen X, he's coming into frame like he's like moving. I'm like, oh, wow. OK, so they bothered to put the extra, extra, extra effort in it, like the tail sequence when he's tearing into the buildings you see in, in the in the preview, like that extends. Like you see the tail whip out and, and stuff that would normally be cut off from the frame rate um, or like when he lands like um when he comes out of the ocean for the first time, like you see him coming from like the like the east, and he comes into frame. So I'm like, okay, Screen X is not you know the first thing I would ever go watch. Like this is definitely if you got a 4DX, definitely go watch it like that because it is worth it. But if they really went out of their way to make sure like if you're seeing in this format, you're it's not just going to be like here's water and here's some extra. They they added the stuff to make it feel like. You're getting the immersion of what Screen X is supposed to offer. Now, it's like IMAX. Not every scene is like that, but all the big sequences are in the X format. So you get a good, like, I might say like almost 30 minutes of the movie where the whole, the whole, like, the theater yeah. lights up on, on the edges. So you get, you got a good chunk of the movie in, in the format, at least the parts that matter. Yes. So. Yes. Yes. And, and before the film. They showed the Marvels trailer, which was amazing in Screen X, but also they showed the Japanese man who was in charge of sound for mm-hmm. Screen X, and he spoke about how this was something he took very seriously, and that the yeah. sound will be very good. So oh, it the was, sound was amazing. Yes, the sound was good, and so was the screen, actually. So... Thank you, Kazuki, because he managed to get one of the theater programs for me. Because that was the that was the my only disappointment with that theater. Because Toho Cinemas you go into, 
We have all the fun stuff. Yes. This yeah. was the fancy theater, no shop inside. So that made there, no No, there's exclusive. a gift shop. It was on floor nine. Did know, but also I was delirious. A fancy bathroom. Oh my God, the bathrooms are, oh. I have video and photo, no people were inside, uh, yeah, of yeah. the bathrooms of the 109, 109 Cinemas Shinjuku, Premium Cinemas Shinjuku. My God, again, the premium does not begin to describe how fancy this place was. But just to give you guys like a little, let me see if that's something that's not spoilerish here. So yeah, so the program has all this fun stuff in it. I love theater programs. I, this is something I wish America would bring back. This used to be a thing back in the day. Japan still does. They still make their films like feel like an event where you go. So I love I love a good theater program. Like, you know, just even all the advertisements, there's, there's you know, like stuff like this. I'll, I'll put some scans up with it, but I'm happy. This was one of the things I was, I wanted to make sure I came home with one of these. Kazuki hooked me up. God bless you, because you're doing the Lord's work. I know he's listening to this episode, so I want to name drop him as much as possible. So this is night. This is day one for me. This is like day five for you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you showed up like three days before I did. So yes. we had to part ways because I know that Jessica has a million and five things to do. But you did some things before I got there that weren't work related and some stuff. So we're, let's. We're going to jump back and forth with a lot, some of the things that we did. And we did some stuff mutually, but not at the same time that we didn't find out until we actually got together. So yes. Yes. Give, let's go through a couple of the fun things you did while you were out there. Well, just real quick, uh, due to the tragedy of Itawan in Korea, I have a feeling that's what influenced Shibuya's Halloween. Mm -hmm. So while I was there for Halloween at Shibuya, uh, it was not the same fanfare, you know, and everything. Mm -hmm. I actually just had really nice omakase sushi mm -hmm. that day. And I got to go to Harajuku and take a look around. I don't have my planner in front of me. For those who see it, as my best friend Sam has seen, and maybe Chris, I don't know. It's always a printout calendar, but there's so much tiny font because I squeeze 28 days worth of things into always half the time. Yeah. So I do. I wanted to stay kind of near nearby. I was staying at Wayno. Mm -hmm. I was able to do the Tokyo International Film Festival. That was all of Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Thursday, because and this is a great story. I actually went to Yokohama to see Gundam, to see the Gundam, and I got to see it in the day and in the night, which was worth. It was more. He was more beautiful at night. Mm -hmm. because it lights up with different colors it was cool nonetheless because he moves to always try to get the dock tickets ahead of time on the mm -hmm. bandai website because then you get to kind of see him from and when he turns he actually looks at you it you was got a, you got a gorgeous picture oh yes i need to send that over to you yeah. but it was very much worth the money it was very great uh, we had to go there on that day, and I actually messed up. I had a daytime dock ticket, mm -hmm. upper dock, to look at them, but I can only pick the night because the woman says there were only two tickets left at 7.05. Mm -hmm. and, and then she points to me at a calendar and mm -hmm. says, 6, 10 closed. So I thought it was just closed on the 6th and the 10th. 
Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, then I'll just go Tuesday through Thursday. She goes, no, 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 this entire week is closed. And I said, why is it closed? Because I was hoping to may- maybe come back to do it another day. Mm-hmm. And she leans in, she looks right at me in the eyes, and she says, even Gundam needs maintenance. <laughs> and then I was like, what? So- so I had to do the dock that day and it turned mm-hmm. out to be a mistake into a blessing because seeing it from the dock next to the head and the chest at night was even more beautiful than during the day. Cause when I realized I messed up on the tickets, the lady was like, daytime is sold out, which is why we were looking at daytime tickets. And then that's when she said next week, but I love yeah. the deadpan. Even Gundam needs maintenance. And I was like, Oh my God. And again, you want to talk about blessings in disguise. So I foolishly, like, I'm going to do all this. Like, I laid out my plan, not realizing the travel was in Godzilla Day right after it was just going to destroy me. I'm like, I need to recuperate. I didn't get back to my room that night until like 1230. And so I'm like, I got to sleep in. And I had people that like wanted to hang out. So I was originally going to do the Gundam on Saturday. And I'm like, no, I'll push it back. So I messaged Jessica and she's like, you going to the Gundam today? I'm like, no, I'll probably go like Monday or Tuesday now. And I just got this dot, dot, dot. No, you have to go today or tomorrow. I'm like, why? They're like, they're going to be closed Monday through Friday. So if you don't go today or tomorrow, you are SOL. I'm like, oh, crap. All right. I'm glad you told me that because then I'm like, I, so I couldn't do it that day because again, obliterated i had to sleep yes. in and it's an hour yes. yeah. train ride south hour, like it's hour not, and a half yeah like something like, like that like distance wise it's not that far like it's not really that far but it's just the fact that you have to hop all these trains and there's all the stops so it takes time so i i tell my friends i'm like okay i gotta move things around i have to go to the gundam on sunday morning so i know we have plans but can i meet you guys in the afternoon and they're like yeah so that Sunday, like at the behest of Jessica, she's like, if you don't go and go now and if you didn't get your dock tickets, like you might be, so I'm like, you know what? That's, if it is, if it's there when I'm there, it, it uh, cool. If not, it wasn't meant to be. I got down there first thing in the morning. I was there like at 11 AM after like this long train ride and the hike there. But first things first, like this is the first time I'm out of Tokyo. And I'm like, Yokohama's gorgeous. Yes. That's Open- what I said. Yeah. Oh, like there's not so many skyscrapers. Like there's open room. There's yeah. There's parks, and it was, it 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 just like almost destroyed me. Like it's just old people walking their dogs, and families playing. It's clean. It's safe, and people are just enjoying life. You're on the docks. Like there's a cruise ship waiting to go out. You can see the scenery of Yokohama, like the big Ferris wheel, and as Kazuki pointed out. That's where Godzilla fought Mothra and Batra. I'm like, damn, it is. Like, as I because I posted yeah. a picture before I got to the Gundam, and he's just like, yep, that's the spot. And it's just gorgeous. Walk through Chinatown. I, I went through Jessica, Chinatown. Yes, I did. You went through Chinatown. I went through Chinatown yes. too. Yeah. And Jessica, when we got together, she said this. She said this to me. This was the first Chinatown I ever walked through, where a it was nice, and b I didn't feel like my purse was going to get stolen. Like, I'm like, yes. I'm like, this, this was, this place was gorgeous, immaculate. Like, I'm like, there's, 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 there's a Louis Vuitton store here. Like, 
oh my god like this place was beautiful and then i hiked toward like i'm following my google here's the thing about traveling in japan so google is your friend but google is also your mortal nemesis at times too because when you <sighs> when you google like what trains to take it'll tell you you gotta hop and walk like this distance and it doesn't give you the little arrow like when you just set the arrow like i need to walk here it tells you turn here turn that you're you're all good but when you do the trains it's just these little dots yeah. and you got to make sure you're following the dot and then google gets confused when you're underground yeah and so you'll start walking one way and it's like you're going all of a sudden like nope you're gone in the exact opposite direction yeah. so i'm looking at my phone as i'm looking around there's 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 the yokohama tower and everything i'm like yeah my god i'm snapping pictures everywhere like i so my phone was completely reset when I got on the plane, I looked at the, when I was sitting down waiting for to board my plane, I looked at how many pictures I took. I took 3,472 pictures that entire trip. Oh, like I thought you were phone... just about to say just for Yokohama. I was like, my God. No, was, no, no, no. It's really but like the entire trip, the, the five and a half days I had, that's how many pictures I took of everything. And some of them came out blurry, but I took so many that it, it, it didn't matter. Then I walk up and I see, you know, just this, dock where people are just frolicking and walking there's their puppies park. there's and a park next to there yeah oh yeah so many jessica i saw a guy i wish i got a picture he was walking no less than and it was a combination of this five corgis <laughs> and five shiba emus oh, and they were corgi God. size they were like little puppy ones too and i and he it's just this older gentleman like he was in his 60s and he had the leash and they were just walking like their happy little faces with their little collars on, just like, man, this is awesome. Life is great. Like, there's birds. Look at all that. And I saw that. I wanted to get a picture, but I didn't want to be rude. And I'm like, she would have a meltdown seeing that. She would have run and grabbed all those dogs and squeezed the crap out of them. And I know I can hear Sam in my head going, Jessica, <laughs> do not run to those dogs right now. Do not do it. Don't do it. But I know you, and there's few things, like, you're very good at impulse control, but when it comes to dogs, especially cute dogs, you can't help yourself. Oh, there's so, a dog story in this Tokyo trip. Oh, we'll get to that. <laughs> so, I walk up, I see the building, and I can see the, I can see the top of the risers, I'm like, there it is, and it just says Gundam Factory Yokohama. Oh, yes. I go, the people there can speak broken English, but I'm using my Google Translate, and they're like, uh, tower sold out, I'm like, fine that's fine i just want to see this thing especially knowing now that if i get back here next year it's not going to be here March and not only that but yeah but it's this is my only time i'm like as long as i can get in I'm like yeah you walk in so you go through this tunnel and there's just all these screens everywhere with gundams like on it and look i'm not the biggest gundam fan i do love me some gundam my best friend one of my best friends is the biggest gundam nut and i'm just like kind of like like i beat him to it like, I'm like <laughs> i gotta see this thing like giant i love me some robots like robots are my jam i do yes like, wing and gundam thunderbolt are my two favorites so <clears throat> that gives you like my my like I, i've watched the movies and everything i've watched them it's like i i really enjoy gundam but it's like maybe like fifth down on my list of things that i love but i'm like i am not missing this damn thing you come out of this tunnel and there he is and this thing is what 10 stories tall like it's it 18. is 18.1 meters you're gonna have to do what... do the math 
let's see here. 18.1 meters. Break. I drank too much coffee, Frank. 60 feet. This thing oh. is 60 foot tall. So I go in and it's there and it's in a pose. Like its finger is like pointing to the heavens. And this thing is majestic. So I go, I start, I pull out my camera and I'm taking pictures and I take a ton of pictures of this one thing in its one pose. I got the perfect picture of this thing with Yokohama in the background. Uh, this was like the picture I took of, of the trip. And I'm sitting there like in awe. I'm like, you, I'm like, I'm like Ian Malcolm in Jurassic Park. I'm like, you did it. You crazy sons of bitches. You did it. So I'm walking around. It's in an open space. So there's the structure for the Gundam factory, which has like a little museum thing and then a gift shop. And I see a line for the gift shop. I'm like, no, nah, wait. And then it's just benches. And then there's like the walls around it are, are all Gundam decoed out. And I can see people up on the platform and there's like food trucks. And so I'm standing around and all of a sudden I just start seeing people amass towards the Gundam. And by the way, there's maybe like, there's a schedule. There's a schedule that shows you. I, I didn't realize this, but the beauty was it wasn't crowded. Like there were people there. I think at surrounding the Gundam at any point, there's maybe like 150 people. And this is in a giant open space. So there's room for everything, for everyone. This thing, music starts playing and I pull up my phone. I'm just saying, I'm not even, I'm like, I'm not, I'm making sure my phone's like centered and they start playing the theme song from Char's Counterattack. And this thing starts moving and there's just like fog and lights and it starts like looking around and like it's docking, like it's the docking sequence. And it takes all of like five minutes, but I'm sitting there, I'm in awe and I'm just, this is probably the only, this is probably the closest time. Jessica, you'll get this. This was my Ron Swanson on the cliffs <laughs> of Dope. in Scotland, reading the poem that Leslie gave to him after he put, after she put him on the, um, the trip to the Lagavulin. And he's just like, I, I don't know what she thought I would get out of it, but you can see clearly he's holding back tears. Like this was my moment. Like I had, this was, again, as close to a spiritual moment as I've ever had in my life. I'm like, that goddamn robot's moving. And it's the, when the dock, when the, when the, when the um, decks, when he docked and the decks moved back, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I, 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 I gotta go sit down. I gotta go, I can't believe I just watched this. I'm like this, this, I'm like, they made it, they, they, they did like, again, you crazy sons of bitches, you actually did it. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, I can't, I just watched a Gundam move. This thing's full size. I'm like, okay, I need to clear. And by the way, I'm supposed to meet friends like later this night. So they're like waiting on me to get back. So I'm like, well, I'm here. Might as well see everything. So I go get in line for the, for the, um, gift shop. I'm like, you know what? I want to buy one thing to walk away with. So I go in the gift shop, signs everywhere, one per person. Everything is one per person, no two. Oh, and the guy, okay. yeah, and the guy, and I waited like 20 minutes to get in. When I finally got in, I'm, I'm taking video of everything. I'm like, God, that, there's everything. So I find a little Sufubi for myself, uh, pick that up. I pick up the book that shows you the making. And then I grab something for my buddy because he's a Gundam nut. I walk out. I'm in there like 20 minutes. So it was like a 
30 minute thing as i'm walking out i'm like well maybe i should get going and all of a sudden i see more people gathering around i'm like oh something's gonna happen again so i get up i get in a spot and for 12 minutes yeah it's the full song yeah the full one armuro's talking they're like you hear the startup it makes the goddamn gundam sound that mis- uh, unmistakable gun. It's my favorite robot sound in the world. Opens. Oh, I when the cockpit opened. Yeah. I lost my. I'm sitting there looking at me. I'm like the cockpit. I'm like, do you not see this? And everyone is just like, mm-hmm. like they're they're stoic. And I'm like, <clears throat> this this is too much. Like it crouches and it's doing like it's moving like. It's it like, why, pointing. God, when it kneels? Yeah. Yes. And then, like, it points to the people on the stands. It's looking. I'm like, I, like I'm like, I'm, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm not ashamed. I'm, I'm holding back tears. I'm like, this, this is beautiful. This is, this is everything that, like, when people talk about, like, you go to Japan for the nerdy stuff, this is apex nerdy stuff. This is no one else is ever going to touch this kind of thing this is joy wrapped in a warm fuzzy blanket like you cannot even like gundam but you, you saw this you're like my god like yeah this is yep. incredible so after that was that it went 15 minutes 15 minutes like after as soon as i like stopped my video like that was 15 minutes it felt like it went by like that went into the the factory i watched a robot build a damn robot and put it in a, a slot i'm like get the hell out of here with all this this is amazing <laughs> so finally i'm there for like a full hour so it's been a full hour i'm like ooh, i gotta get back to akihabara so I'll hop on the train and so i'll continue this so what did you do next so that was our gundam experience yeah that was our gundam because that was my thursday and but your sunday a couple days yes. later and yes. then i was exhausted as all heck. So then, fr- and then, uh, me and my best friend Sam, we had to make it back because I messed up on the dock tickets. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't get back till like nine, ten o'clock. I don't know. And then we went to a Kobe steak place, which was oh. great. And then by then it was midnight. I, I don't know. And then the next day was Godzilla Day, and I was praying to the Lord. I was like, Chris is Chris is gonna make it there because mm-hmm. I'm 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 about to pass out i'm exhausted um so all day friday was our you guys all heard us recant our entire day mm-hmm. then saturday i had a work meeting and let me just tell you it was so warm and so hot that i didn't cool down until 30 minutes before the meeting ended because it was several hours then we had to walk back out and we sat in a great izakaya and uh, yakitori place underground in a train station so every mm-hmm. time the train moves it was like a real tokyo experience but it was so warm and so hot that day so i didn't cool down until that day and then you were doing your thing on saturday but then on sunday this is where i went on sunday you went on a tuesday mm-hmm. because i originally had switched yokohama and the amusement park but after mm-hmm. i found out even a gundam needs maintenance i yeah. had to make it on a different day because i like to avoid theme parks on the weekend and mm-hmm. there was a whole story to actually what had happened we were actually meeting one of kazuki's friends and one of our me and sam's good friends a hero mm-hmm. 
If you ever need a translator, there are two that I highly recommend. Mora Hero is one of them. The other is a wonderful lady named Megumi. Uh, we had already agreed for dinner that night. Mm-hmm. But Saibuan Amusement Park, or Saibu, Saibuan, I cannot pronounce Saibu, it. Saibuan? I, I, kept, I kept mispronouncing and Kazuki had to keep like correcting Yes, me, I know, so. correcting. But we didn't have a <laughs> lovely Kazuki with us. Uh, you know, we go there because it is a, a Tezuka-themed theme park that's mostly meant for children. I'm not going to lie. Is. I go on some uh, child rides, which I have photos and video of that Chris has not seen. But oh. me and Chris's main reason. <laughs> you yeah. haven't seen the videos. You no, seen- <laughs> you didn't show me these yet. And it makes sense because you'll fit on all that stuff. There was, a, yeah, there was like an animal dinosaur that I rode around that you put in 200 yen because the ones in the mall are too small. We'll put up a photo, mm-hmm. but I can never ride the ones in the mall, but the ones I could ride there, it was a glorious, amazing time. And I sat on the Astro Boy ride and the Viking ship. However, Chris and I went, well, I, I did my due diligence and I actually found out a couple of things. Uh, but before that, we had an old charms, old charm kind of feel to it, even to the mm-hmm. point that people with tattoos cannot enter yeah. the theme park. They had a they had a whole sign about it, and it wasn't even gang tattoos. One image was someone with a butterfly tattoo. So mm-hmm. if you have a Godzilla tattoo and you made it into the theme park, congratulations. But we were there for uh, the Godzilla ride. Which is, for those who know, it's like California Soaring, if you are here from California. But you sit in kind of like a Back to the Future, Simpsons, where the kind of the screen is huge, but then you kind of move in a theater-like seat. Yeah, but the you're morning the is that goes out. Yes, yeah. it pulls out. The morning is Ultraman. The night is Godzilla. Mm-hmm. In order to buy things from the store, because what good amusement park doesn't um, end the ride at a gift shop? Mm-hmm. So you go in, I mean, you can use credit card, but you yeah. need to exchange it. I don't have it with me. I should have brought it up. Saibu I took money. pictures. I got pictures theme of it. park money that can yes. only be spent at the theme park the day mm-hmm. of because you don't get your money back. Yeah. And you have to spend it there. It was old school and charming. And by the way, I had to do the math of U.S. dollars to yen to amusement park money yep. because it all these translate it's because it's on the old system before i think they switched whatever the it was before the yen yes so kazuki was explaining this to me he's like so when so you went sunday right i went sunday yes so how what was the what was the attendance there here here was the thing there are Mm -hmm. express tickets that you can buy so you Mm -hmm. go kind of to the front of the line those who go to disneyland know this pain uh early in the day I asked the lady, very sweet, so kind, and she told me, you don't need to because the park is not very full. I really hope the park Mm -hmm. does well. I don't want it to die out. So if you guys Mm -hmm. go to Tokyo, please go to this theme park. It's about an hour and a half outside of Tokyo. Uh, I was like, okay, that's fine. You know, I don't, she's not lying. We walked in. We can tell the number of attendants. Ultraman was fine. We went in. We did the ride. It was absolutely great. We go out, me and my best friend, Sam, we're walking around, we're doing, we're going through old school, like their version of Main Street from Disneyland. It was beautiful. We ride our Ashburn rides. It was great. We go back because it switches over to Godzilla. Mm-hmm. 
we thought we'd be okay because we also know an hour and a half train ride, we have to go meet our beautiful friend, Morihiro. Mm -hmm. We go and Sam's eyes widen because it's on a hill and we can see the line coming down the hill of people. At this point, he, Sam's looking up directions back to Japan, seeing how long this is gonna take. I run in to the little information booth mm -hmm. to buy an express ticket for two people. Mm -hmm. It was the best $20 I ever spent. It was like $10 a person, roughly. It's a little less than that. Mm -hmm. Because I want to make sure that we don't get to miss out on seeing a friend that we haven't seen since pre-COVID. I get to the thing. We There's a separate entrance. We yep. go all the way up. It was worth every penny because mm -hmm. we kind of made it all the way to the front. I do know during the weekdays this was <clears> not needed, but I didn't get to ride it more than once because we also had to leave immediately after. After that, we immediately, we took off running. So we get to go and we get to do the ride, which I'm sure Chris and I have our own reactions to it. And also afterwards, I don't know if you got to take the photos with the AR, the augmented reality, everything, yeah. but those express tickets worked on, I believe would have been a Saturday and a Sunday. Be, mm. Or maybe a Friday. I, I don't know because I know Friday was a holiday there. It was cultural yeah. day, which also happened to be the day of Godzilla Day. I mm. don't know what it's usually like on Friday, but I would highly suggest Saturday and Sunday if you need to book it, if you need to be somewhere, get an express ticket for the ride, which I didn't need for Ultraman or Astro Boy, but needed it for mm. this. And the ride in itself was an experience. In the good way. I know my tone went real, real shifty there. And you can see why. Because some people went on the ride first and then went to go see Godzilla Minus One. Yeah. I got to do Godzilla Minus One first and then do the ride, which I thought to myself, yeah, this is the man. I, I could see I could see why he did both. Yeah. I, I could see why he did both. It was very, very good. And I don't know what your thoughts are on the ride. I was going to go on my thoughts for the ride. You go ahead. Ultraman Let me, I want to hear good. yours first. Ultraman Cause... was good. It was, I didn't really see too much of the trailer. I know mm. that there was a trailer of the ride that was online. And then you also saw the posters. So you kind of knew what was coming. Well, someone had, like when they opened the first weekend, someone actually recorded the whole thing. Yeah, and no, it leaked no, no. online. So yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I knew what was coming, but yeah. as my as our as our friend Kazuki said, it is not the same. You have to. It's not the it. same. I will say the people, the actor committed to the role of the pilot and earlier Ultraman, the role of a soldier, military man. They commit because the inside was like when you entered Haunted Mansion in Disneyland. There's yes. a lot of moving image. I mean, the whole thing doesn't move, but there's a lot so, of moving images before you enter. Let's set this up for people. So it's in this giant theater on the top of the hill. Yes. You go in, you go upstairs, and then they queue you up, and then they open this room, and you go, and there's, like, spots. So I think they can get, like, 70. 20 people per, per, per ride in there. I think it's 70, and, yeah. 70 people so, total for this ride. So... You get, you're in this room that's maybe like 20 by 20. It's not that big. 
but they have uh, projectors projecting in on the walls. So for Ultraman, you're in like the SSP headquarters. And I did not expect what was coming next because when they close the doors, a door in front of you opens up and this actor comes out for the Ultraman, right? He is in full OG SSSP gear. And this guy, these people are, I'm like, like Universal should be ashamed at their performers (laughs) because these guys, these people are acting as if they're in front of 30,000 people and they are dedicated like i was beyond like i had the like kazuki is trying to explain to me and he's looking at me he's like dude i'm like i got this big shit eating grin on my face because I, I, this guy is all in on this thing and the the sides of the walls are moving with the project like a, a vr yeah, image yeah yeah so you're moving like you're on a platform and then they project on the front where that's where you would exit like this the setup for the ride so with Ultimate, yeah. you're seeing all these different kaiju come out, and he's explaining, and there's a voice coming over. And they're biting into the projection, so it looks as if the kaiju's oh, coming Oh, yes. And they're explaining the situation, the rife. So for Ultraman, you're in these jetpacks. Yes. And you're going to be flying around, you know, Tokyo as part yeah. of the SSSP fighting kaiju. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, the stuff that no one told me about. I did not know this stuff was coming, and I was blindsided in the best way. I, I turned to him and like, God bless you, like God bless Japan, because they take their pop culture so seriously. And there was no at one point where they go like, okay, guys, come on, we, no, no. The guy was full on like tokusatsu acting, he's like, oh, like dedication, like I'm like, oh, this is magical. So that's Ultraman. So they reset this whole thing for Godzilla. Yeah. And yes. yeah. It's a different step. So when you go into Godzilla, it's not the SSP. The same actor for us came out, and he's in military fatigue, full military gear. Like he's got the walkie talk, he's got everything <laughs> on him. And you're in like this like church, like holding room, and they're explaining Ghidra is attacking and Godzilla is offshore. And so they set up the things where like don't take photos, and they tell you the vehicle yeah, you're going to be yes. in. And the person is talking to the pre-recorded dialogue that's coming out and at no point do they ever break character and yeah. i'm just like the dedication Mwah. my god you people are beautiful and then with the so the ultraman one is not as interactive the godzilla one's that much better yeah because you hear gator fly over you and then the the building starts to crumble around you and they're like getting like we got to get you guys out of here and then the thing i never saw i didn't know was coming was that the front of the room breaks and like it's like the building crumbles and Ghidra is right in front of you and like starts like snapping at you I'm like get the hell out of here with that that this is oh (laughs) so then at both times the actors when they wrap up their their dissertation they go through it they leave and the ushers open these doors and then you go into the big theater room where the ride is and this thing this is like a eight-story like IMAX that's domed like yeah. it's like a half dome like and it's facing outward me being a big fat guy I was worried am I gonna fit in these Japanese seats thank you Kazuki because he called ahead he's like how like what's your waist size and I told him he's like they said you're good so I got in I'm like okay I fit 
But my worry always, because I have this out here at Disneyland stuff, will the belt fit? So as I, as you shove all your stuff under the seat, so they have places for your bags, I'm like scooting my, my, my fat butt in there, and I'm in, and Kuzuki's sitting next to me, and he's like a little kid. He's like, so I'll get into that in a little minute, but the rock, I'm trying to like get my belt out, and I'm having like one of those, you know, dumb American moments, and the, the right attendant comes, oh, no, hold on. Comes out, grabs the belt, pulls about eight feet of belt out. And I'm like, oh, there's, okay, I'm good. And then she could wrap this thing around me three times. That's how much, like, like material there was. So your thoughts on the actual Godzilla ride before I go into my, my whole thing. Um, I loved it. It was mm. really, really good. I see that Michael Bay's thing is the spinning camera mm-hmm. Yamazaki's thing is to let you know Godzilla's coming not by hearing but by seeing which is a mm-hmm. car train or boat flying across the screen yes and whenever you see that you know Godzilla's coming I did briefly forget that we were technically supposed to be a military vehicle with a parachute because at one moment mm-hmm. we were airborne and I thought yeah. are we in a helicopter because they do show you what your vehicle is when yeah. you're in that little waiting holding lobby with all the moving pictures. Mm-hmm. I loved, obviously, both the Ultraman and this one had a moment where you thought it was going to end. And then mm-hmm. there was a twist and something else happens. There was a moment where you thought King Ghidorah was dead, but then all of a sudden his face is at you and then your car's moving backwards. The two things I didn't see was being in the mouth, but looking out, obviously not looking into the tongue, looking out. And the other thing that I felt, oh, this is a ride. Because when I watched the movie on Wednesday, I could see moments Mm -hmm. where I thought this director could make this into a ride. Like I could see some rides are made after a film comes out. This is the opposite. But I remember thinking to myself, yeah, I could see this as a ride. I could see this moment as a ride. What I didn't see was a moment he chose which mm-hmm. was not from the movie. You yeah. actually write, and there are spoilers abound, everybody. So stop now if you don't want to experience it. Uh, you're in your military vehicle and you go up Godzilla. And you go up Godzilla and then down his back dorsal fin spines off of his tail. You jump off. It was the most beautiful, magical moment I have ever experienced in a non roller coaster like a non-thrill, like Six Flags style, where I was inside. And what I loved was, I mean, obviously they couldn't show it. If you really think about it, when Ford and all of his people were airborne jumping in the 2014 Godzilla, and then they end up, my friends were like, they're going to splat on Godzilla's body and he wouldn't even feel a thing. It's in a trailer with Oppenheimer's quote the beautiful shot. Mm -hmm. I love the fact that we were basically on Godzilla and this dude was still fighting because he don't feel you or he does not care. You are an ant, not even on the skin. You are an ant running on two jackets that you've worn in the winter. So he doesn't even feel you. You are an ant on top of a jacket of like a Canadian goose jacket. Ain't nobody feeling you. He had no reaction as you are a car just trying to live. You, and it was wonderful. You Fred Flintstone down Godzilla. Yes. 
Oh. You don't know the joy. It was if you're a Godzilla fan. Guy. You have no idea. This is something you cannot. You can explain to someone, but until you experience it, it you 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 won't. You'll never know. You have to go. So, uh, mind if I jump into mine? Sure, sure, yes, yes. Okay. So, Tuesday, my my technically last full day. So, Kazuki was in Tokyo for Godzilla Day. He had to take go back to Osaka. He hits me up. He's like, hey, have you done the ride yet? I'm like, no, I had to shuffle things around. So he's like, are you still going to go do the Because he was adamant. Because when I told him, he's like, what did I'm like, here's the only three things I want to do that I have to do when I get here. And I said, mentioned the ride. He's like, yes, you have to go to that ride. You have to experience this ride. Because he had gone when it opened. And without overselling it, he's like, no, you have to experience this. So... We agreed, like, okay, let's meet up. He's coming up from Osaka. He's on the Shinkansen, and I'm coming from Rapongi. So I'm like, it'll just be easier if we meet there. I get lost. This is the first time I get lost because I had to hop four trains to get to this thing. It is all of the hour and a half ride to get out there because you are out in the boons. You are not anywhere near the city. You cannot the see Miyazaki the city. Film. Yes. Looking out to the countryside and the buildings. Oh my God, yes! Like it is a whole different world out there. Like I'm watching the train, like whoa, we are. This is not Tokyo anymore. So, and the trains get progressively older as you get out there. Like the last train was like from the 60s, and it was like some Thomas the Tank Engine kind of thing. So, (laughs) I'm running late. I have no way to get a hold of Kazuki properly, and he told me he's like, hey. The Ultraman rides from this time to this time, and then they shut it down for an hour to switch over. So you got to be here by this point so we can do both. So I I told him noon. It is 1.15, and I'm already like, I'm like, I'm texting Jessica. I'm like, can you get a hold of Kazuki to tell him I'm running by, I got lost and I'm running by. So he actually creates a, just a burner Instagram account to ask, are, where are you at, dude? Like. Are you going to make it? And I'm like, GPS says, like, I'm at this station. He's like, okay, you'll make it. You'll make it. So I roll up. Like, you get off. It's the first stop when you get on the old train. And there's the park right there. And he's standing there waiting. He's talking to some uh, attendant. So we get in, buy our tickets. And he says, look, you're not going to fit on any of that stuff. So don't worry about that. You know, the other rides. So we get up there. Jessica, there was not another soul in this park. Like, it was dead it, it was the joke i even told him it's like dude did you ever the simpsons where they go to itchy and scratchy land he's like i might have i'm like okay so the end of the episode they have a joke after the robots go mad and professor fink's like this is what's happening here what's happening at euro itchy and scratchy land and it's just dead there's like a tumbleweed going by and there's one guy at the booth like itchy and scratchy land open for bit that's exactly what i got from this when i walked in Aww. so <clears throat> i'm looking around and this is on some property this is on like sprawling property but it is old it is some old old stuff like it's an old theme park and it's mainly aimed at kitties and kazuki's giving the whole backstory so he's like let's get up there so we walk we run up we get in line there are two other people in front of us you lucky two. lucky people so we go in they do the whole thing we just went through the rigmarole we do the ultraman thing i'm like this is awesome and he's like ultraman was fun seeing Ultraman like you're fighting Balton like this awesome redesigned Balton and then all like 
you see Hayata in one of the ships and Bolton destroys it as it lands. He turns into Ultraman and you're flying around fighting as Ultraman's battling, uh, 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 uh let's Zeton or Bolton. It's Zeton. He's fighting Zeton. Um, so it's cool. It's cool, but it's actually shockingly short. This was like a, sh- I'm like, I was kind of surprised how short the ride was. And we get out and I'm like, that was cool. And he's like, yeah, but it ain't the Godzilla ride. So we got time to kill. Because we got on the second to last run. So we do the AR thing. We're out there because Kazuki's a, a consummate photographer. So we are trying to get every cool shot with the Ultraman and Zeton and the Godzilla. So he and I combined had shot like 150 pictures just trying to get the AR thing to work right. And you got to resize and everything. So we have a ton of those pictures. And uh, I'm like... A gift shop and i'm like wait no he's like dude we got time like wait till our last run then go buy something so we have like 40 minutes to kill so we see signs for like godzilla food you can go buy so he's like you want to go try that i'm like yeah so we go into the little town square where they have the actors out like there's the fishmonger yep. guy and there's like a, yep. a family there watching him like as he's explaining stuff and he's explaining because there's like a canopy over it with all these lights. He's like, hey, at the end of the day, they turn. It's a light show. Yeah, illumination. They turn on. Yeah. So we walk around for a minute. I'm just like, they have like at Knott's Berry Farm, they have this sky thing that you just sit in and it spins around and comes down. And I see the other theme. I'm like, these are this is like some Bush Gardens level stuff. For us, it's like Knott's Berry Farm, 30 yeah. years ago. Like it's kitty rides. So we go. He exchanged the money. We go up in, again, old, like this stuff places, like their old futuristic area where the snack bar is. And so they have four options of Godzilla-related food you can get. There's a hot dog, a hamburger, um, like like the blackened chicken, and then like this egg sandwich you can get. So I'm like, I'm going to try the hot dog. He's like, I'm going to do the egg sandwich. What we didn't realize is that the hot dog, they gave me prepped, ready to go, but you got to put the condiments on. The egg sandwich... They give them in pieces, and he has to assemble it and cook the bacon. So they have all these American gas grills, and I'm looking at him. I'm like, I, well, I'm a Kazuki. I know you've lived in America a while. Have you ever used it? He's like, not really. I'm like, okay. So I'm like, yes, white, fat white guy, American. This is my, I, this is my Viking moment right here. I fire that thing up, get it going. I'm like, Kazuki, it's your sandwich. You do the, you do the honors of grilling. He grills it. I got video of him grilling the whole thing. Like, it was a whole... Ooh, yeah, I got that. the whole thing. And him, like, they give you instructions on how to assemble it, too. So he cooks it. I'm like, you're good, but you want that little crispy and everything. So he puts the thing together, and they give you the little eyes to put on top, which are, like, pieces of bread. And we're looking at it's this goofy, as goof can be, sandwich. And it's kind of... It looks like a bad dragon puppet at this point with a little <laughs> bacon hanging out and so he takes a bite and he's like oh that's actually pretty good and i take a bite i'm like oh, i'm like the food was legitimately good like they were on these blackened buns that had like godzilla spines on them so we sit there we talk for like a half hour you know we're just going over things and he's explaining stuff from minus one i didn't get and then also we look at it i was like oh it's three o'clock let's go let's go do the ride so we hightail it back over to the ride as we're walking up, he stops. And he's like, I got to get a picture of this. I'm like, why? He's like, I've been here a couple times before. I've never seen this before. The wait time on the ride, zero minutes. 
Zero. We walk up there. It's just the two of us. We go in the first time. It's just the two of us. And the actor that comes out acts his ass off for the two of us. And I'm like, at one, I'm like, any other time the guy, you know, if this was the universe, like, yeah, do I really have to put on the, no, does not break character, does not break eye contact, everything. And I'm just like, this, this is magical. Like, it's just our own private performance. We get on that ride. So when, when the ride starts, the, there's a, there's a, um, like a barrier it comes down and it pushes you. And you realize, oh, you are high up in this thing. Because if yeah. this thing were to break, you're going down like four stories into this pit. Yeah. This ride goes, this starts, and it's, yeah, you're in the Jeep. You're outrunning Ghidra. Like, he blasts. And then when he comes over, he lands. And you're, and by the way, the city's in rubble. And he's like a wyvern chasing you, the head snapping and stuff. And you're just like, there's a guy on the intercom screaming at you. Like it is like Dolby Atmos and you're just bombarded with every <laughs> sense. When Ghidra grabs you in his mouth and you start taking off, you're in the air and you see the fangs like in his mouth. I'm like, yeah. get the hell out of here. Like I knew what was coming, but it's different when you're there. And then Rodan comes out of nowhere and Rodan knocks you out of his mouth. So then the parachute, so you're like, parachuting down as Ghidra and Rodan are entangled fighting and they he knocks Rodan to the ground blast him Ghidra gets back up and you're coming across Tokyo Tower and you've seen this cloud of smoke this debris cloud coming but there's so much going on because Ghidra blasts Tokyo Tower and the top of it falls and you go right through it and you hear the music and all of a sudden out of the cloud here comes Godzilla and having watched the movie before I noticed a lot of similarities of how hit how the Godzilla ride the Yamazaki made moves just like the the movie ride. I'm like he walks exactly the same. It's that tanky yeah. move kind of yeah. <laughs> but he's just big. He's angry. He's gnarly. And then when you land on his you land on his shoulder, and then the ride jerks back because it's all the movement. The ride jerks back, and you go up his shoulder, down the spines, down his back, off his tail, and I. I'm like the nine-year-old me comes out and I am screaming. I'm like, I've dreamed of this moment my entire life. This is, if I always said as a kid, there's a ride. You got to go down Godzilla's back. It happened. I'm like, I can, if that, the plane I'm on nose dives into the Pacific. And that is my end. I told Jessica, just know I died happy. I died (laughs) fulfilled in life. Then you watch Godzilla and Ghidra, and this Godzilla is like, he's big. And you're watching him fight. He picks up, they do the blast. They do the beam blast. He picks up Ghidra by the head and body slams him. And you're like, oh, this, there's so much. And this is like an eight-minute ride. Like, it's long. And then when, you, when he, he, there's a point he blasts Ghidra, and you think that he's dead. And you land, and you see Godzilla, like, just his head peeking away. Like, he's walking the other direction from the buildings. And you hear the like the military like, okay, I think we're all clear. And then Ghidra's head pops out and you're backing up and he's chasing you. And then Godzilla's foot comes down and slams his head and just this blue gooey mess. Yeah. And you the camera just pans up and Godzilla lets out this roar and then credits. The ride comes back. I turn to Kazuki and he's got this giant smile on his face. He's like, I it was awesome. I'm like, Kazuki, you undersold this. This was 
beyond amazing. Oh my, like, he's like, we get off and we go out to the lobby and he's like, we're going again, right? I'm like, is the Pope Catholic? Of course we're going. <laughs> we walk, we run right back in, run, and the, 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 the attendant's like, oh, you're back. And we're like, yeah, okay, you know where to go. There are two other people this time. So now there's four. And we did the same thing. And I'm just, uh, every time I appreciate it, watch it again. And there's, and now I'm looking for things each time. And each, it doesn't get old. Like this, every time we go down his tail, I'm like, oh, this is, this is beautiful. This is beautiful. Yamazaki, you beautiful son of a bitch. We ride this thing five times. Five times in a row. We rode it five times and it never got old. To the point, we cycled out actors the last two times it wasn't the dude it was a girl that came out i'm like oh we we went so much like the guy had to go take a break and we got the and the girl came out even more into the whole thing like she was dedicated as hell to this whole i'm like they don't break character and at no point i'm like and, and she's up there giving an oscar worthy of performance i'm like this is golden so after a lot and at, by the time it's done, it's like five o'clock. We've, you know, it's kind of five. Like we got, I'm, I'm like, we gotta get to Shinjuku because we're supposed to meet you, and it's an hour yes. ride back. Yeah. As we're getting ready to leave, I go to the, I go to, into the gift shop. My, the one disappointment I had was that all the Ultraman merch was not dedicated to the ride. It was just generic Ultraman merch, but they had Godzilla ride stuff, and I'm like, when am I gonna? I gotta bring back something. So, you know, they had the figures. I already had that. They had like buttons. I'm like, that's not enough. They had this, a classic wall scroll. I'm like, that, that's what I'm taking. This is, and I smuggled this thing into my backpack because it wouldn't fit in any case that I brought. So as I'm walking to the airport, the top of this is sticking out. And I'm just like, please don't break. I'm trying, I got to get back to America with this thing not breaking. Now, of course, like any wall scroll, I already yanked it out of the thing. So now I got to realign it, but that's, that's not a problem. This was like 12 bucks. And by the way, they were like, you got to use the fun money or you can use a credit card. It was the only time in Tokyo I actually used a credit card. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I had to fun. use a credit card too. I didn't have enough fun money. Amusement so, park themed money. So as we're getting ready to leave, the uh, party is like, oh, do you want to stay for the light show? And because he's like, the light shows, I'm like, why not? We're here. 12 minute light show. And it is something out of like Spielberg. Like it was just the lights are like glimming over this town. There's the few families that are there. The kids are running around. There's a bubble machine coming out, and it's it's like everything out of like you know a Christmassy Spielbergian film. And I'm like, man, you, okay, this part doesn't have a lot going for it besides these rides, but man, this this is kind of nice. There was a little bubble machine to the side. There was like these nitrogen bubbles, and they were foggy, and they come out like little bubbles, and then they would bounce around like they look like the little. Like, if you could personify the little tree spirits from Princess Mononoke, they look like that just dancing around. Then when they would hit the ground, they just turn into this little fog. And it's just, they would pop, and they turn oh into fog as goodness. they... Yeah, so I got video of all that. I recorded the whole thing. So if you go to Japan, if you go to Tokyo, do everything. It is worth the trek out there to experience this, because this ride was beyond anything i i was ready for because it lived up to all expectations and then some like the fact that we did it five times in a row and it never got old like kazuki was like you he's like i'm glad you got to i'm like 
Thank you. And I'm like, I'm glad that it worked out that he could meet me because when you get out of the town, you get out of the city, uh, English becomes very hard out there. No one's really saying there's no English signs in this park. So if I just had gone out there my own, I would have been Google translating everything. Yeah. So yeah, he, yeah. so he was like, he was my avatar making sure everything like, you know, I wouldn't even know about the, he told me about the fun money, but I would have known, not known how to do any of it. So, um, so that was the Godzilla, right? Any other little things? Because there's still things here and there we need to talk about. So what else did you do? Uh, I did. I did earlier in the week. I did go to Jimbokcho, which is like their book neighborhood. Um, I did that. They had a book festival. It was all used bookstores for streets and miles, and it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did a Taiwanese manga museum. I went to a kite museum. Uh, actually, the next day, those are all wonderful. The next day, I went to, and thank you to Kazuki, I went to a spy family cruise buffet. Oh. And it was really, really awesome because I love Lloyd and I love Bond. Mm-hmm. Anya's, Anya's very cute. Uh, I mm-hmm. like your, but Lloyd and Bond, especially Bond. I mean, I'm a dog person. Yeah. So the cruise, it was a, it was at the Hilton at Odaiba where there's another mm-hmm. Gundam. That one was free. That one stands outside the Odaiba mall. I didn't have time to see yeah. it this time, but the cruise, the food in the restaurant was a buffet thing. And it was all spy X, spy family. I guess mm-hmm. you don't pronounce the X. I've been doing it wrong this whole time. That theme, it was wonderful. We did that. We got to look out into the ocean, had another dinner business meeting that night. The next day was Tuesday where you and I met up Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to remember what else we did on Tuesday. I I, I went to Itoya, which is like a huge souvenir store there. I feel I should have brought my little planner out for all those breaks I was taking. With that being said, something I was pushing Chris to do, but he ended up doing Gridman and a lot of other wonderful things was go to an owl cafe. I actually went to a dog. Okay, I went to a Shiba Inu cafe. Of course Shiba, you did. Shiba Inu in Asakusa, their <coughs> old part of Tokyo. I got to see a beautiful, their their five-story pagoda. Mm-hmm. It basically, with me and dogs, I used to have three dogs. They've all gone to the heavens. Mm-hmm. So I am my own dog cafe every day. However, Sam was like, be cool. Mm. They can sense it. If you want it too much, they won't come. And lo and behold, these dogs were not, uh, they're sociable. They're not aggressive. Mm -hmm. They were not very people friendly. So they didn't like, didn't really, they sat on one lady's lap, but they didn't really, they're not all the cute pictures that you see, but it was still great. It was an amazing experience. I would say still go. Because there are some people who prefer to sit and watch. Mm-hmm. I am a sit and cuddle person. Yeah. So I. Of course you are. Yeah. So I didn't get my pet pets in, but I got to see them and they were super cute. Mm-hmm. But I noticed across the way was Rio Cafe or Cafe Rio with a bunch. There's a video of me mesmerized by this screen on the wall that was cycling through doggy videos of what it looked like. And I'm also very trepidatious of going like downstairs to places because mm-hmm. 
you know, all horror movies teach you basements are terrible. But I noticed that this cafe went down to the basement because there's so many floors in every building. So every, you know, there's something on every floor. But it points down to B1. But I'm watching mm. this video of dogs. I was not satisfied with the amount of non-cuddles I got. So mm -hmm. I immediately, and we had somewhere else to go, but I immediately yeah. made a beeline across this little alleyway into this cafe. My best friend, Sam, is like, where, where are you going? Where, where are we going? And I was like, we're going to go see some more dogs. <laughs> At this point, I think he already knew what was happening. I go downstairs. Mm -hmm. It is big. It is clean. And there are puppies mm -hmm. and doggies of all different breeds, mostly small. There's a video of me freaking the F out. And, mm -hmm. you know, but what gets me is that you can feed them. Oh. So for like eight US dollars, they give you a little trio of food with a little spoon that you can like mm -hmm. feed them. So I was surrounded by dogs and puppies and it all over me. It was awesome. So you got oh. your moment. So you I got did, your... I my moment. I, I feel the disappointment among maybe my mother and other people. It's like you flew halfway across the world to Tokyo just to be with other dogs. You yeah. were your own one person dog cafe for like 16, 17 years. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I was having my dog high moment. Everything was awesome, but they don't, they don't want you picking up and like yeah. playing with, like they don't want you picking up so they can come to your lap. You can feed them, mm -hmm. uh, except there were some dogs that were wearing clothes oh, and I no. thought it was just cute until mm. I saw the information. They let you know things like if you get bit or whatever, it's at your mm. own risk. This is how yeah. much we charge you. I could have easily stayed there for two hours, but I was out in an hour. Mm -hmm. But one of it says dogs with clothes are on a diet. Please do not feed. <laughs> Did you break this rule? Well, what had happened was. <laughs> of course you did. While Sam was filming these videos, he was very quiet, except when all the dogs were, and he'll be like, no, no, Jessica, it, that one has clothes on. Because mm. you don't want to speak too loud. You don't want to be yelling at this. Place. He's the parent in this situation. And he was like, no, no, Jessica, that one has clothes on. So I'll be mm. like, no, buddy, you're, you're, you know, I can't feed you. I can't feed you. But there were so many cute ones with clothes on. I'm like, this is half of the dogs. However, they're also a little bit, I wouldn't say food aggressive. There was one mm. girl, her boyfriend was laughing at her. She did not find it amusing. Mm. She sat down and a dog flipped her bowl. Oh. And all of the treats fell and they were eating. She was like, oh, what happened? Mm. So I became, and he was laughing. So I became, so I had to hold the bowl over my head a lot <laughs> as they were doing it. Mm. But one little chonky with clothes on, I tried to feed over its head to get to mm. the dog behind and it managed to snag. Ah, well, that's on him. That's on you. That's on And him. I was like, no, little buddy. I mean, they were all smaller dogs, right? They're not going to be big dogs. Yeah. But I accidentally, one with clothes, did eat some food. I'm so yeah, sorry. I know you that. didn't feel bad, though. Deep down, <laughs> you didn't feel bad. So. And I, I was like, I was like, oh, my gosh. But that was like a high of the moment. Everybody with me was like, Gundam was my high. Look, Gundam mm -hmm. was my high. Yeah. 
And so was the Godzilla, right? So was many things. So was the Spy Family Cruise. But being with dogs. Mm-hmm. After I couldn't really interact with them at the Shiba Inu, and I went across impulsively, mm-hmm. even though I knew we had an appointment to go to afterwards, I, I was like, screw this meeting. I went to go play with a bunch of little dogs. There's a video of me. I have it. I will have to send it. I was freaking the F out. They were so cute. I was holding all I can together. Oh, and it made me miss having dogs. And I sat down and one little poodle came over and laid like near mm-hmm. my lap and I could feel its warm body. And I remember like feeling the like the stress and relief kind of go over. And I was like, oh, this is why people have dogs. No, because toward the end of their life, my dogs just gave me stress because they were senior yeah. dogs that were always sick. But these doggies were still little and puppies. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, you know, I kind of went about, I did Yakatori, we walked around Shijuku and Shibuya. And then you didn't get to go to the Owl Cafe because the same day you were flying out, when I was high with dogs, you were seeing Gridman and a few other things. Oh, yeah. Oh, that day. So I got to give a shout out to Helmy, who is part of the uh, wonderful gentleman from Australia. So I, he was the second person I told, you know, I was coming out. He's like, dude, get hang with me. I'm like, all right, you know, Tokyo. So we are collectors. We, we are the men who spend our hard earned money on our toys. <laughs> and, uh, being my first time, like people told me like, for, I'm like, I gotta go to Monterey. And they're like, yeah, but which one? So, um, real quick. Uh, I, I, you know, talked to me online, but first time I got to meet him was at G Fest, and we met like the last day, like in person. He's like, "Chris, my homie, oh, I'm like talk," and he told me, you know, "Hey, I got a layover in L.A." I'm like, "How long? Thirteen hours." Okay, what are you gonna do? Just hang out and at the airport? I'm like, "No, you're not. That is, I would not wish that on my, I would not wish hanging out in LAX on my worst enemy." I said, "What time are you flying in?" He's like, I land at 11. I'm like, I get in at 10.30. Let me get home, get my car. And this was his first time in America. So Chicago was the first place he ever went to in America. I'm like, I will show you L.A. in those, like, you got nine hours. We can make it work. So I took him around L.A., showed him the Godzilla star, showed him Hollywood, Hollywood sign, took him to In-N-Out, did the whole thing. Yeah. So he's like, dude, let me repay the favor. I will show you Tokyo. Because this man has gone, like, 15 times now. So he knows the ins and outs. So that Saturday, after all the Godzilla stuff, he calls me and was like, hey, man, uh, we, you know, my girl and I are going to go to this Fist of the North Star art exhibit. Uh, are you in? I'm like, hell yeah, I'm in. Guys, I want some, I need some manly damn art in my life. And I love Fist of the North Star. So he's like, okay, we're coming from Akihabara. And I'm like, where's that? Rapongi. I'm like, I'm in Rapongi. Look. 10 minutes around. I'll meet you there. Go to this thing. Oh, Jessica, the testosterone in this art exhibit was just <laughs> off the wall. I am taking every picture. And then one of the docents comes up in, in broken English. like, no, no, not individual. Like, if it's three, take the three. If it's one, you can. So I, there are like five, like, like galleries ahead of me. And I'm snapping every... I got like 300 pictures there before they finally went, uh, no, 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 don't, 
you got to take it the wall. You can't take just the individual because I was doing frame by frame. I was doing because I, I I love art and especially manga art and you can see the details. So afterwards we went to the the pop up cafe in this and this is on like the 38th floor of this of this building in Rapongi and so we ate we got the first thing I really ate well that's a lie second thing I really ate because when I on my way there I stopped at a 7-Eleven and yeah. I ate the chicken from there yes Mwah. oh my it's god great. it's delicious uh got my fist of the north star yakisoba got my fist of the north star cola drink which comes with this giant thing of cotton candy on top that you're supposed to like put into the drink to give it flavor okay. all okay. while we're overlooking tokyo like you can see the whole city from this place it was magical so after that he's like okay now it's time for lunch so we then we go to this hole in the wall place in Rapongi that it was just serving tuna like thick cuts of like tuna that you go in and like you pay ahead and a chef is there and it seats like eight people and my oh like i'm just like i just ate but i could eat some more oh i destroyed the th- the thickest richest miso soup i've ever had in my life i destroyed this bowl and then his girlfriend's like i'm gonna go do my own thing i'll meet up with you guys later and he's like all right ready to toy shop i'm like yeah where are we going i'm like akibari he's like uh-uh we're going to this place first we went to the nakano broadway which i didn't even yes. know about yes nakano broadway Woo. Oh my God. So this is the best way I could describe it. If you live out here in California, we have these things called, we call them Mexican swap meets because it's predominantly Mexican and they are in these indoor buildings and they are like individual little businesses within this larger business. This is that cranked to 20. It's five stories tall and you can get lost in this labyrinth. It's like, there's places they're selling bags and stuff, but then you go to the second floor and there's, yep, Monterey, another collector store, game store, and I'm like, and not only that, but since I'm tall, like the clearing on these floors is like seven foot, so I'm just like, whoa, like it's sh- like I'm, there's a little claustrophobia, but I am just bombarded by so much stuff. We get to one end of it and there's a pop-up store there. It was a pop-up gallery thing, and I stopped. I'm I turned to tell me i'm like oh this this is gonna be bad and he's like what it was dedicated to just go nagai and wrestling stuff and it was all for shingetter robo which is one of my absolute favorite animes and i walk in there and so one side is just all this getter robo merch that's exclusive there they have art they have storyboards up and i'm like oh. and then I turn around there's a dedication to jushin thunder liger i'm like oh no no and then they have a couple of godzilla so foods but then there's a wall of like these ultraman t-shirts that are amazing and i'm like none of those will ever fit me so i managed to curtail my spending i just bought a few little things but i'm like i could spend hours in here in this this like 15 by 15 foot room we spend <laughs> hours there and he's like all right time to go to akihabara he take we get off and it's dark by this time first thing out that station when you get off the train, there's a Godzilla pop-up store in the Akebara station. I'm like, <gasps> he's like, no, 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 don't buy here. We wait. He like, he was like, no, because here's <laughs> the thing I didn't realize the tax-free thing. I was not hip yes. to that until I got there. He's like, wait until we go to the main store. So first thing we walk out of the station, there's Akihabara, and it's exactly what you think it is. It's just 
bombardment of everything pop culture Japan has to offer. And the first thing you see, there's the Tomashi Nation's flagship store. So you yep. want to go in there? I'm like, yeah. And it's just the most future, like, it's just the walls are monitors and they're moving around. It's just Gundams and everything. I'm like, oh, this is so awesome. It's like, hold on. We're going to the cool store next. We go block over. There's a brand new Mandaraki in this new mall that they built. And it's just dedicated to Kaiju. Kaiju and Sofubi. And it is huge. And I am in there and I took every conceivable picture I could. And he's like, so man, like, is there grails in here? I'm like, there's a lot of stuff I would buy, but I got four more days and I got to, you know, I brought money, but I didn't, I didn't realize how much I was going to spend on travel, which took up a chunk of my money. And then I wanted to make sure like we did things. I, I had the money to do them. So I had to be good in there. I'm like, no, 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 nothing today. We then went up and down Akihabara. He took me to this awesome food joint that's at the end of this this walkway that was a hole in the wall, but they made this egg dish that was stupendous. We walked Ooh. through we walked through all kinds of like there was just so much like every every corner there was something. We had book off out here. I didn't realize how big book off is in Japan. Like yes. it is a, we went into the building that's like eight stories tall, walked through there, saw the flagship store of Anime Jungle. We we were he wanted to take me to the Kyoto store, but it was closed. He's like, damn, we gotta come back. Just so much walk up and down. Next day to the Gundam, he's like, Round two, buddy, round two. Met him back in Akihabara. He's like, We didn't hit, we didn't scratch the surface. He's like, Come on. We went to the flagship Mandaraki store. This is eight stories tall. And I uh, hopped in. I started climbing the stairs and I am like, nope, my legs were given out. And I'm like, I'm not going to have a heart attack before I get to the top floor. I got in the smallest elevator I've ever been in my life. And I got claustrophobia. I'm just like, ooh. We got out. Top floor, I was like, this is all American stuff. I'm like, it's all stuff I see. And he's like, and, but for Helmy, it's because he lives in Australia. He's like, ooh. Like, I'm like, ah. I don't want to be the one-up man, but like this stuff, I see this stuff all the time. He's like, we'll go downstairs. That was the Godzilla stuff. That's the Ultraman stuff. We spent like an hour in there. And he's like, we well, want to go to the next floor. I'm like, what's there? Physical media. Oh, so many DVDs. I was in heaven. Just DVDs, laser discs, CDs. I'm like, oh, there's so much. Oh, my God, there's too much. The next floor down was like all the anime stuff, like the brand Presto figures. Then we went to the floor after that which is books and they had like three floors just books alone. A manga yes they have one like was manga BL. one was manga one was like bl like, boy boy manga was it well that no one? that was that was that that was floor two which said 18 only yes we walked yes. in there and we're like yep that's uh that's exactly what you think it is yeah yeah and then the floor under that was like regular books like yeah yeah. Like the art books and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, this is dangerous. This is, I could drop some money here. So he's like, hold on. We got more stuff to do. So he's like, do you like video games? I'm like, dude, because we just start talking about games. He's like, I got a place to take you. So we went across town in Akihabara and we went down, we went into this building, this old thin building. We went up two floors and he took me into this room. And it was this game store that sold nothing past PS2. And it was nothing but retro old school games. And I saw Atari Jaguars. I saw Neo Geos. I'm like, 
this place is really dangerous because this stuff I can bring back and play at home. Like if I bought a movie there that was in Japanese, I'm SOL because I don't right, understand the language. Right, right. But the games I can play, and I'm just like that. That uh, Neo Geo system is only two hundred and fifty dollars American. I could spend that right now. But I'm like, how in the hell am I getting that home? Because it was brand new in the box. We went to three more floors of this, and I was losing my mind with all the classic games. He's like, hold on, there's one more spot before we have to bolt. I want to take you to. Went across, went two blocks down, went down stairs in this huge stairway down into this basement level place. And this was the most amazing one because they had retro, they had original posters from like the 80s and 90s, and they're like a hundred bucks a pop. But this place sold custom games like 8-bit retro games but they sold arcade boards like you could buy full-on oh, arcade boards and they were pc games too like i saw stuff i have only seen in pictures in magazines and he's like all right we gotta go to shinjuku so we hightail it back to shin we hightail it to shinjuku because we gotta meet his lady and we're gonna get dinner but he's like we're we gotta get there early i'm like why he's like because I know what you come for. We get off the train. Uh, we go down the street. And I see this theater with the Godzilla. The Godzilla minus one was everywhere. But then there's this apart department store. And we walk in. And there it is. It's the Shinjuku flagship Godzilla store. And it's it's in this corner. I knew it wasn't big. Yes. Yeah, it's in the corner. Yeah. It's in the corner. It's a, the thing about department stores there's stores within stores in this in Japan. It blew yeah. my mind. So they had it roped off. I'm like, oh no. I'm like, we're not. And the guy's like, oh no, no, no. We're just stocking. He's stocking. He's got two giant boxes of bandai's that he's putting out. That I'm like, all right, this is where I'm going to spend some money. I just. And he's like, here's a bag. I'm like, that's a bad thing to give me. I throw just about every Bandai figure they had there. I got my bag and figure. This was what this was the thing I was after. And then I'm like, Did you take oh. the bag? You took the bag. I took the bag. bag. Yes. And then landing Hador. Oh, got to get him because he's a store exclusive. Oh wait, what just came out last week? The second form Hador. Got to get him. Oh, what else is out? Because none of these these were all in pre-order online, so you would still have to wait. But there it is. Rose Bailante. Why I have to because I my Bandai's are my weakness, and I take them on. I'm like God. That's I'm like I'm doing the math. I'm like all right. I'm already spending like a hundred dollars. But when I do the when I do the the um Com like the, currency conversion the currency conversion I'm like these are coming out to like twenty two bucks a pot. I'm like okay, so that yeah, take it. Grab those, and then I'm walking around like oh, there's so much more stuff. I walk over. Here's something that I didn't expect to see. These wild postcards. They're just this yeah. gorgeous art. I grabbed like 10 of them. Um, they had the Godzilla energy drink. Picked up two of those. Oh, my uh, God. I wanted them. Yeah. I, Arian's like, I need one of those energy drinks. I'm like, I'll grab one. And I remember reading, like, you can only bring back so much liquid. Yeah, it's very. Back with you. Yeah. So I'm like. And I knew it was bringing yeah. back whiskey, so I'm like, oh, I'm maxing out here. Dropped. So I dropped $134 American, which if you bought these figures through the secondhand, like that is to the figures alone. Because a lot of these secondhand yeah. guys sell them at yeah. 60 a yeah. pop. And then 
by the time I got back to America, the gods, the U.S. Godzilla store were sold out. Like you couldn't get half these. And I'm like, that I didn't know they were going to be out when I was there. When I saw the kids in front of me playing with the back end, I'm like, I gotta get it. So he takes me upstairs so I can get my tax money back. So I get like almost 25 bucks back. So it's pretty cool. And he's like, hold on, we're not done here. There's a store I need to show you. So we go up one more floor. Hold and, on, I need to go plug in for yeah. my computer to be late. Give me one second. Yeah. <laughs> I am back. Well, we can edit this part out. Yeah. So, oh, by the way, I also picked up these acrylic keychains. I got the little Mecha Dorat from Godzi Van. Oh, so cute! So, by the way, not the last stop because um, later that night, uh, well, I'll get to that in a second. So there's you go up one like, more floor. You go up one more. Oh, one more floor. floor because there was a store he wanted to see. There's a Prime One store. There is a Prime One store in there. Oh, and here's the beauty. This is where I. This is what I love about Japan. All these gigantic expensive statues are just out in the open and you there you don't have to worry about anybody breaking them because there's no one like mm, everyone's just like hand behind their back observing like civilized people and Helmy was there because he's like oh they had this predator skull he's like damn they're sold out i'm like i'm ah well so i took a bunch of pictures they had some beautiful oh there was a resident evil two piece i wanted to walk away with but it was like like 1800 bucks but it's massive. The thing he showed me, I didn't show Jessica until like earlier today, was in the corner. He's like, oh, dude, check that out. There was this giant body pillow standing up in the corner. This thing's like eight foot tall. And it's Guts' sword from Brazil. Oh. Like, I sent that to Jessica. She's like, what am I looking at? I'm like, look closer. She's like, is that Guts' sword? Yes, it's a body pillow. It's taller than her. Like, it would barely <laughs> fit on her bed. Like, it's a whole person. And it was only like 50 bucks. Like, it really wasn't even that much. So I'm pretty sure you can order it online. So we go get food. We eat sushi. I got, got to hit my sushi fix. Um, they took me to this uh, bar that's that was in Shinjuku that was called the 8-Bit Bar. It was just everything. It was this little, four flights up, which, by the way, I almost thought I was having a heart attack. The steepest steps I've ever had to climb in my life. In there... They were the only people in here on a Sunday night. It's just us and a friend of a friend of Helmy's. We enjoyed ourselves. Like I had a couple of libations. It was all. It was like if I could decorate a room, a bar. This is what this place would look. All retro gaming stuff. Our table was like an old joust game, like the tabletop style. Um, I forgot earlier that day, we actually went. I f oh, I forgot the the area it was in. It was we went to the DNA exhibit for godzilla and we saw the 2000 suit in the head and they had a little store there that i picked up i bought stuff there because i'm like I, he's like i don't think they're gonna have that so they had these stickers from um from the godzilla game the nes game and then i didn't see these at the main store i have this little keychain of mecha godzilla with the with the head oh, coming out like the little underhead. oh my god that's so cute so i got that got pictures of that um the next day so Henley's like, okay, we got one big thing left uh, this week. And I'm like, what's that? He's like, we're going to Kaiju Sakaba. If you don't know Kaiju Sakaba, it is the Ultraman Kaiju Bar. It's in Kawasaki. So we were planning later in the evening, so I had the day to myself. So I walked Rapungi, saw everything, ate some delicious ramen, 
walk to the Toho Cinema to see if I could pick up some stuff for my friends. Uh, out of the figure, but I got some stuff. I showed those earlier. I, I picked up some stuff and uh, then made my way to uh, Shinjuku where I thought I was going to meet them. And they're like, we're running behind because they went to go do some things. So as I'm waiting around in Onashinjuku in Akihabara, I'm like, well, I can nibble. There's a KFC. I ate the KFC. Magnet. It was the KFC of my childhood. It tasted just, I'm like, oh, my God, this is so good. And then they're texting me like, you got to hop on a train and get to Kawasaki, which is another hour like train ride. Yeah. Get there. Kawasaki, again, different from Tokyo. Like, it was like, oh, there's room. Like, you can see Skyline. Um, I, again, giant underground mall. When you leave the train station, it's insane. And I'm texting him like, hey, where the hell is it? Because Google's, like, telling me to go all around. He's like, no, no, come outside, and we'll, um, we'll be there. He's like, do you see the Toho? I'm like, yeah, walk that way. Google was nowhere near close where this place was. So we met up with some friends. We met up with Kevin Durendorf. We met up with Robert. So shout out to them. Walk through the Kaiju Sakaba is awesome. You got, I got a beer in this Ultraman mug that was amazing. They have a little store. We all ate something Ultraman-y. I got like this little like Balton like hot dog thing that was cool. Um, on the weekends, they have like the characters and costumes. But mm -hmm. since we went on a Monday, it was, you know, it was there was nobody in there. So it was nice. So we got all the. We got all the service. And every time you order something, they give you these these um, coasters with a new Ultraman Kaiju. And when you walk in there, you got to put your hand. I forgot the name of the character. You can put it in his mouth to make sure you're not an Ultra. So that way you can get in. Oh, it's cool. They got suits and everything. There's a back room with like two aliens like hanging out. And you pull on the bar and they start yelling at you like to get out of here. <laughs> Beautiful. Took all kinds of video. And the thing that that Kevin pointed out, he's like, Hey, did you see, because artists leave, uh, drawings when they visit. And of course I saw like Matt Frank's piece up there. He's like, uh, did you see who left a piece? I'm like, I didn't look at it. And he's like, go up there and look. So I look, and then there's a picture, there's a drawing of red King. And I take a closer look at it and there's a little something floating. I take a close. I'm like, that's baby Yoda. And I see the sciences to Kaiju Sakaba. Thank you. This, you know, monstrous time. Dave Filoni. And he was there like six months ago. I'm like, yeah, I know Filoni's a big, big Godzilla fan. And like, this makes perfect sense. This is I'm like, that was a nice capper. So uh, Helmi and his girlfriend were leaving that. And I said, we parted ways. I said, thank you. I cannot, cannot sing the praises of this man up because without him, I wouldn't have saw half the stuff I saw. So the next day was the Godzilla um, park, you know, then you and I right. met up, which we explained Kazuki. in the beginning. Uh, the 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 hotel, I didn't realize because it's Godzilla theme, but there's like there's like a little store in there and they have stuff like the cafe's got Bandai figures just sitting there. And I know we're in a good area because no one's stealing the Bandai figures. Like they're just <laughs> sitting there for your for your amusement. Um, when you walk out of the elevator. Normally, as Kuzuki said, like, there's a suit there, but they swapped it out, and there was a Kuro suit there with the whole mm -hmm. diorama. I'm like, okay, that's awesome. So the original plan was for Jessica and I to get our picture in front of the head. Unfortunately, Saturday, someone tried to jump off the building. Now, they didn't, so no one, no one got hurt, but 
because of that, they shut down the terrace. So the closest you could go is up to the window and look out. And the head's like 10 feet in front of you. So you can still see it. I got pictures. So we had to, I'm like, we got to get our picture of us here together. So I'm like, well, the head's closed, but Kuro's standing right there. And that's the actual yep. suit. So I think that's a good, you know, uh, runner-up prize. So we have... I posted on our social. It'll be the the a picture for this this episode. In fact, you'll probably see it during the portion where we recorded from the hotel. That's probably what I'll use. Um, we parted ways. Next morning, I got to check out by ten. And here's the thing about when you go to like Vegas and stuff, they're like, yeah, checkouts at ten. You can do a late checkout, eleven, twelve, and whatever. We don't care. Uh, I asked the bellhop, I'm like, is there a late checkout? Like, yes, but we must charge you for every half hour. I'm like, okay, I'll be out by 10. I got up, went to Don Quixote, which is a store out there, which is insane. It was eight stories of everything you can think of. Because I had to bring back little things for people. But I did get this for myself. Aww. It was like 10 bucks. I'm like, this is like. Okay, I got a lot of Godzilla stuff, but I need something that says Japan that came I came back with. Besides whiskey, which I bought a lot of, and Kit Kats. My friends wanted Kit Kats. So I pack everything into my suitcase, barely get everything in there. I had to I have my duffel bag shove it all in there. It's ten oh two. And I'm getting a call like, Hey, you're not out of your room yet. I'm like, I'll be right down. So I'm like, oof, they are on you. Now my flight isn't until seven forty five. It's 10 in the morning, so I got to kill time. Uh, the night before, when we were waiting for Jessica, Kazuki and I went and ate, and then next door I found out there's a Tower Records, and they're still thriving in Japan. So we went to Tower Records, and I just, I'm like, it's still here. Tower Records was my hang when I was in, in my teens. I love Tower Records. So to see it thriving, oh, brought joy. And then while we were there, I saw a bag. Someone had a bag that said Babies Are Us on it. Mm-hmm. And I remembered Toys R Us is still in existence out here. I'm like, I can do the Owl Cafe or I can go find Toys R Us. And I'm like, Toys R Us will probably be cheaper than the Owl Cafe because I was starting to run low on money at this point. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go find Toys R Us. So it was like a half hour outside. Of, um, it's at the Sun, 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 Sunshine City Mall, which I forgot the 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 um district it was in in kabukuro maybe i think so so i get dropped off i might i leave all my luggage so i'm just running around i got my, i brought a nice heavy coat because i was expecting cold weather no it was, it was warm the entire time yeah. and i and i regretted wearing it but i needed the extra pockets to carry around my wife because i then leave i've left my my bag and everything so I need I, I got to carry around my router and stuff like this just so I have internet access. So I'm hiking up like it's like 78 degrees. I'm in this long coat and I'm like sweating like you know like I'm sweating like a pig. And then finally I find the entrance going. It's just this grand, gigantic, beautiful, ultra fancy mall. And first thing I see, there's the Hello Kitty flagship store. Oh, let me walk in there. My God, so much stuff. And then I'm like looking around and I see a sign that says, go downstairs. And there it is. Toys R Us. Walk through there. And it is both my childhood and it's something completely different because the Toys R Us there, 
clean, neat, no, nothing out of uh, toys that you can play with. Like it was in the 80s and 90s. They have the demo toys out so you can play with them. And my God, did the Japanese love their cars and love their trains because there was a whole section dedicated yeah. to like to die cast cars. Yes. Oh my God. So I walk around and it's not like one size babies are us, one size sweat. It's all interspersed, so it's mixed. So I'm walking around and you know, it's it's a Wednesday, so people are there and I'm like really I'm like, ugh, I'm a big fat American dude in this place is just family. So I'm like and I'm I'm recording everything because I'm just like a tourist, but I'm like, don't look like a creep, Chris. Just don't like put the camera down for a minute. Enjoy this. So I walk around, I come around a corner, there's a transformer section, and then I find the thing I'm looking for the bandai section and that's why i'm like it is the, the rumors are true one wall just dedicated to ultraman to ultraman bandai's and they're all like six bucks a pop and then on the end of the wall there's all the godzilla gamma stuff i text Aryan, i'm like look where i'm at and he's like you still there i'm like yeah grab this for me so i made one buy and i bought Aryan his godzilla minus one figure from so I can say I bought something from Toys R Us in Japan. Beautiful, like they have a whole setup. I took, I did take some pictures. So now I'm like, well, I still got like five hours to kill. Like, what am I gonna do? Uh, I walked them all for a little bit, and uh, I'm like trying to figure out what. As I'm walking, I see like a Totoro, like on the corner of a wall. I'm like, oh, that's cute. So I take a picture. And I come around the corner and I notice like, oh, there's like a people going down this thing. I'm not doesn't realize i don't realize what it is until i see kiki like sitting at the the counter like this and i look up i'm like oh it's the ghibli store i'm like i gotta go in here it is exactly what you expect from the ghibli store <laughs> hand crafted wood finish every single possible piece of merchandise from every ghibli movie you could think of is in this thing figurines that cost like a down payment of a home there's a giant totoro with the with the umbrella like just like greeting you there's calcifer in the oven there there's uh kiki's little like her her witch delivery service like like awning over like it's all there and i am and it is packed to the gills it is i'm the only dude in this thing it's all women and they are just like Buy, buy, like, I'm seeing women just, like, <laughs> shove, like, just take, like, just put their hands over, like, the, the shelving and just shove everything into their bag. So, I get one little gachapon thing just to say I bought something from there. I'm walking around, I'm like, well, what else is there to do? Well, I remember Kevin, uh, Kevin Durendorf, he had gone to the, there was a Gridman exhibit. And I'm like, let me see how far that is. Ten minute train ride. I know what I'm going to do. So as I'm leaving the mall, again, Google sends me around in a circle and I get lost for like 20 minutes. But I'm walking around this. I'm like, I haven't been here yet. Ooh, there's a lot of stuff. Demon Slayer. There was like a, a walkway that was just decked out with Demon Slayer stuff. There was a Marvel store. I walked in. I was disappointed because there was only one Japanese Marvel thing in there. And it was the rest was just the regular American stuff you can buy. I'm like, ah, all right. But to so, them, it's, it's fresh. I know. I know. And I remember like... You live in the area where they make it. This is awesome to them. Not, you know, it's, you know. So I was expecting at least some, like, toey Spider-Man things that I could have walked away with. But no. But anyway, I digress. Hop on a train, 10-minute ride. 
By the way, dealing with Tokyo, that was one of the few times I dealt with Tokyo rush hour, and, like, I nearly got pushed out of this train. Like, I am the biggest person by about 150 pounds and by a foot, and a sea of little old women nearly shoved me out of this train because we were so packed into this thing. I was not expecting... It's like when you go, like, swimming in the ocean... And you hit a rip current and you don't know what you're like. You're, you're trying to fight and you don't know. Like, that's how it was. It was just like, get the only time it was like everyone else, everyone is proper, nice, except when you got to get off of your stop and you got two minutes to get out of that train. Yeah. I nearly got, I'm holding on and like, whoop, like, it's just to see humanity going by me. Get off in another train station. Google's like, just go this way and go up. I'm like, this doesn't seem like it. So now I'm spending like 10 minutes, like, where the hell is this place? And I finally pull up a picture, and it's like in this gigantic department building. So I go outside. I find it because there's the signs out there that say, here's you know, here's all the things. And by the way, not the only thing going on there. When I walk in, it looked like a Macy's that their Christmas section was this entire floor. And it was like high-end stuff. And I was just like, whoa, this is beyond my – like, I don't make enough money to shop here. <laughs> Go up eight stories. First thing I see when I come up is another Godzilla. This is like the sixth Godzilla pop-up store I saw. But it was they had the band. I'm like looking through. I'm like, mm, okay. Over on the other end, there was a um, there was a because there's a City Hunter movie out right now. They had a City Hunter like thing you can go into. They had the big mallet and everything you can get pictures of. Around the corner was like a Demon Slayer thing, and then I come around the corner and then there's a big wall with like the grid man anime. I'm like, here it is. It was like 12 bucks to get into. And it was the best 12 bucks outside of that ride that I, I spent there because you walk in and they say, take all the pictures you want, no video. And the first thing you come through is like a history of grid man. And then you go through like this little, this doorway that's just got a curtain. And when you come out, there is three like mock-ups of all the variations of grid man. And they're playing the music. And I'm just like, that's awesome. And you go through another another section, and then you get into classic, like the grid, like the superhuman samurai. And I am like in awe because I have a, a fond love for the original show, and it's the original, all the original suits and all the props. And I am like snapping selfies with all of them. I'm getting pictures left and right. But and then you go through another door, and they have mock-ups of the anime characters. Like real like my, like you know, maquettes of them and stuff, and then they recreate like the actual like they had the computer you can sit at and like type in and you they had um I think it's what's her name Makane the kaiju girl they had her room mocked up so she had you had the display case with all her kaiju and like her bed with all the trash bags around it and then you come around another corner and it's for Dino Xenon and they had this gigantic diorama of dinosaur grid knight and this kaiju and it's just this huge thing it's like it's like six foot tall and they're like in this battle pose and i'm just like this is this is amazing and you come around and there's some there's a few things for the new movie but there wasn't much but then there's a wall just a gigantic wall of production art but there's a big sign that says no pictures photos and there was a part of me that was like i'm looking around like no, I guarantee there's a camera that I can't see, and I'm going to be whisked. I'm like, no, no, don't, don't. 
So I spent like an hour in this thing. I'm like, oh, this this was worth it. Come out to the gift shop, and I'm like, I have some money left. Do I get these acrylic figures that are 12 bucks a pop? I could get them all. No, I have to get to the airport, and I have to, you know, check my... I'm like, okay, no, no, I got to... Gotta be good. So I got a coaster set with original art on it. It was that was like three hundred yen. I'm like, fine, that's. But the thing is, when you leave, they give you like this card that you can't see. Much like the Fist of the North Star one did the same thing too. They get it's wrapped in like nylon or mylar, and you open it up and it's like a random card thing. So I, you know, they give you like a rent, like something you walk away with for your money. So then I have to like, oh, it's quarter to three. Uh, I still have to go back. To Rapungi, which is now 40 minutes from where I'm at. As I come down, I come out of the place and like this place is hot. Like this area that I'm in is hopping. Like it is like all shops and stuff. And I hear these this Japanese girl talking, and I look across from me, and there's these two girls on this little platform, and she's holding a mic talking. And then there's this little local mascot character that looks like a little mushroom that's like made out of sweets. It's got these big eyes and, like, no mouth, and it's, like, bopping around, and she's, like, asking it questions, and it's just making these little, like, hmm movements to, like, answer back. And I sit there, took a picture of it, and I turn around. There's a pretzel cart. Grab a pretzel. I'm sitting there eating this, this beautiful salted pretzel, watching it. I'm like, this feels like the most Japanese thing I've done the entire time I'm here as I'm two hours away from leaving. Got back to my room, or back to my hotel, grabbed all my stuff, fixed everything up. The problem is it's a hike back to the airport. It's a 12-minute hike to the station. Then I have to get off. And I'm dragging my roller suitcase, my duffel bag, which was not, which I stored on the way there, that's jammed. Like, it's about ready to burst because all my bandages and all my clothes are in this thing. And I, where I'm, I'm, like, a big sweaty mess walking through a pungi, like, like cursing myself because the bag keeps falling on. I'm like, just like, God damn it. Finally get on the monorail as we're leaving. Like I came in at night so I can see into the night during the day. I finally get to see the rest of Tokyo as pull out, get to the airport, drop off everything. And I'm sitting there the last, I'm sitting waiting for my flight. I'm like, I can't believe I just did all this in five and a half days. Like it, it seems insane. I send everyone message. I'm like, hey, man, everyone, thanks. You know, big my, my last thing. Make a last post. Nine-hour flight back, which was much more manageable than the 12 hours there. But here's the thing. I've never experienced this. first time I've ever experienced it. When I landed in L.A., it was 12.35 p.m. I left when it was dark in Japan and landed when it was light in America. And my day, I didn't sleep. So I was on that plane ride the, awake the whole time. When I got home by like 3 p.m., I'm like, my day started getting up in Rapongi, and I was, it feels like four hours ago I was in Toys R Us, but it was literally yesterday, because I've been awake for 31 hours now, and I have no idea how to deal with this. Like, I lost my damn, my mom was like, are you going to stay up to reset? I'm like, I'm going to try to stay up, but like, I've been up for like 29 hours at this point. I made it two more hours. I'm like, I'm seeing things. I am hearing things like, like I am going delirious. And I, well, second I got home, pop, grabbed an energy drink. So I'm like, now I'm wired and I'm like, nah. um, it's screwed. What was more screwed up was going there. 
we never left the sun because I left at 1230 and they dimmed the they dimmed the windows for you in the plane so it gives you a sense of time but there was one window that didn't work and I kept looking out and at no point did it get dark and we were on that for 12 hours <clears throat> when we landed it was still it was the because it gets dark early in Tokyo like at about 430 the sun starts going down so when we landed it was like four o'clock in the sun I'm like this is screwed up there's something messed up about being in the sun for close to 20 hours like this and it's not like we're in the north like the far north where the sun you know Finland and Iceland in August yeah no this was we followed the sun I'm like this is screwed up and coming back I'm like my morning started 30 hours ago this is also screwed up so I had like I had like a mental breakdown I'm like I need to get some sleep I slept all two hours and I woke up and I'm like all right, well, I guess we're starting the day anew. So overall, that is our trip. Jessica was there for two more days. Did you get anything else in line? I did. I did. I ended up, um, our trips were a little bit different. We had the same overlapping things, but it was a little bit different. Uh, Second to the last day I was there, I went to uh, a afternoon tea at a very nice Mm -hmm. hotel. They take their tea very seriously. There was like four or five different kinds that we ended up choosing from to have. Then after that, I went to Team Labs. is like this mm. great art installation company. They had one here at the, I thought it was called the Broad, but it's the Broad, I guess, in LA. It's like the infinity room. It's just all mirrors and the little lights and you stand in it. You've seen amazing, it's Instagrammable place. But Team Labs had a couple places. There was borderless, I believe, reopens planets. But the reason why I bring it up is I didn't have the time to get tickets to their ticketed events. One was called mm-hmm. Planet. However, they had a free one in Harajuku on the third floor of their Galaxy store. And like Pokemon Go, you get to catch dinosaurs that move across the screen and you're just immersed. I have videos of it where you get to catch, Mm. they give you a Samsung phone later, you can get a QR code. So you get to keep an encyclopedia of all your dinosaurs that you've captured and released, but you Mm. get to see them moving across the screen. You're surrounded by it for several rooms and then you get to kind of catch them. Then afterwards I went to, there is, it is Hachiko, that loyal dog story. Please read it. It is so sad for me because uh, Shibuya Crossing, there's a statue. There's yeah. always a long line, but it's the 100th year anniversary. Ah, so okay. at the Shibuya uh, <clears throat> building, Scramble Crossing building, Shibuya, it just it totally um, left my mind for a moment right now. However, the reason why you'll know the building is because on the 14th floor. There is a special Hachiko store, and I basically went through a bunch of Shiba Inu stuff. I'm sorry, Akita you, stuff, and a lot did of the. Did you buy pros- anything? I bought like two little scarves and the book about Hachiko, uh-huh. which I need to stop reading because it's already sad as hell. And everyone, there's a there's the original film, and then there's like the Richard Gere version. Yeah. However, you know, the dog is the ultimate symbol of love and loyalty. You read it, everything is it's, awesome. It's like a pop up store. For those who don't know, it's what they base Fry's dog Seymour on. Yes, yes, I was gonna say yeah. very, very <clears throat> Futurama for those who mm-hmm. know. And they have a lot of 
a lot of the proceeds goes towards Akita foundations because mm -hmm. the dogs is not as it's literally almost their national dog, but they're not as well spread as they used to be. And well, so a lot of it goes back to the Akitas and Akita foundations and making them mm -hmm. regrow their numbers and all that. However, the very top on the like 45th floor is Shibuya sky, which you mm -hmm. have to fight for your life for tickets. And you can b bring nothing up there. Everything is inside of an L inside of a locker. The mm -hmm. elevator is very cool. Cause it makes it seem like you're beaming up Scotty style into the sky. And they have a beam light show and you're <clears> just <throat> on top of the 45th floor and you get to see all of Tokyo at, for me at night, me and my best friend saw it at night, but you can see it during the day. You bring nothing. All we brought was our cell phones and our mobile Wi-Fi's. Mm -hmm. And then we, we get to see all of Tokyo at night and it's gorgeous up on the Shibuya sky. I highly recommend doing it. Then the next morning, my last day there, I did press interview for my friend's site, Dorkaholics for Monarch. And it was that morning I did Monarch. I made sure I didn't miss it in LA time. So yeah. I ran several tests beforehand, like a couple days before. Then it rained that day. An earthquake happened. You got the earthquake. I was uh, jealous of that. An earthquake happened in the middle of me filming my um, Godzilla Minus One review video, and then it swayed. Mm -hmm. I was high Do you have up. video of that? Is that what you? Is that why it's in two parts? Because the earthquake hit and you had to stop. No, I just kept going. Oh, like so? Is it in that video? Reaction. There's a reaction of me in the video. Okay, I gotta I gotta rewatch it because I, I posted in haste. I didn't get a chance to watch the whole video, so yes. I wanna look at that. Yes, there's me trying to remain calm, but I'm freaking mm -hmm. the f out, and it goes <laughs> on for a minute and a half because I say, "Oh my gosh, there's still an aftershock." It goes through, then it starts raining during the day. And mm -hmm. even though it's raining, it's warm, but I got to do, I got to buy the best $8 I ever spent, those clear umbrellas you see everybody have in Japan whenever it rains. I had to leave mines behind, so hopefully it went to a good home. I bought mines from a 7-Eleven and I walked mm -hmm. Wayno Park. I didn't get to go to the zoo and it was mm -hmm. gorgeous and beautiful. Then later on, you know, got ready, packed, went to the airport, slept, woke up in LA, and then there was the Godzilla minus one US premiere. So it kind of, I mean, granted, I got to see day to night, yeah. but for you, it was like day to day, but it was odd how, I mean, yes, I did sleep eight hours and there's a time zone change mm -hmm. on the plane. I immediately was like, I was just in Japan, going yeah. through an earthquake, coming back to LA, another home of earthquakes mm -hmm. and I was in a completely different continent in time zone, which on and off, I'm still catching up on. Yeah. And that was basically how my trip went. I will also say, if you ever go back, I need to check to see if they're still there and they may have moved. There was a hot toys store mm -hmm. and there is a, I can't pronounce it. Kota Bukia. Oh yeah. Yeah. I tried to find those. But yes. just Akihabara is gigantic. And so... Yes, yes. The Hot Toys one used to be in Harajuku. I've seen it in mm -hmm. other places. And the Kotobuki, whatever, that's in Akihabara. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and I got to go to Gachapon Hall, which is uh -huh. in Akihabara. Now, there's a lot. Gachapons are everywhere. Went through there. We. I went through there. Yeah. 
but there's 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 really really big places that have gone viral on instagram mm -hmm. as like the biggest gotcha pun haul whatever and it's much more modern looking it looks like it's in a white department store it's wonderful but I'm very nostalgic for this one because mm -hmm. the older gentleman that works there is really wonderful. Please go and visit him. The Gachapon Halls at like towards the end part of Akihabara because that was one of the first places I went to <laughs> over 10 years ago when I first went to Japan. Mm -hmm. So it's a much more nostalgic feeling even though it is in a slightly older two rooms. The Gachapons are great. I mean, the machines are up to date. He does everything awesome. You do mm -hmm. have to go through a change machine. But a lot of people were like, why didn't you go to the one that everyone's Instagramming about? Why didn't you go to the, I don't mind if I had time, but I was nostalgic for this one because I always see the same older gentleman. He's still there. He's wonderful. And it's just more of a nostalgic feeling, but I absolutely loved it there. Uh, just like I go to Itoya every time. I mean, it's a great stationery store. You can also make your own custom make notebooks there. Mm -hmm. But there are certain places that you go for the nostalgic feeling or for the mom and pop reasons yes. of why you would go there. And for so, the Gachapon Hall in Akihabara, that was more for that. Oh, the mom and pops. It's so much mom and pop. That's the thing I, it's, I find quaint about Tokyo is that there's so many mom and pop places. There's just so yeah. many little businesses that are everywhere. Like, and that's the thing, you go down street, like you're on a main street, then you go down a side street, and that side street has a side street. And Shinjuku alone, like I got to see the giant 3D billboard, and it was a kitty just kind of like hanging yeah, out. Yeah, like, little know? cat! I got video of that, but I mean, as I was walking through with Kazuki, he's, there was a place he wanted to take me, he wanted to show me, and I, once we got there, I knew exactly what it was, and I was kind of crestfallen. It was the Robot Carnival restaurant. Oh, the robot restaurant! Which shut down from COVID. Yeah, it did. It did. Yeah, I'm just like, he didn't realize it either. He's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, yeah COVID cool. killed it. Like, I've had friends that gone there, and they've always said, you got to go. I went the... there. I went there on, yeah. like, my first trip to Japan. Yeah. Yeah. The things I missed, like, I missed the Sega arcade. That closed down, like, last year before I got there. But just, I'm like, look, you could live there for a decade and still not scratch and still not do everything. No. Yeah, I mean, uh, Shinjuku, the food alone, like, my God. Like, I ate, like, there was a day I ate, like, five meals. And by the time I got back to my room at midnight, I text, I text to Helmy. I'm like, dude, we ate so much, and I'm starving still. He's like, yeah, because we walked, like, ten miles. You walked a like, lot. You burned a lot. Oh. Of yeah. Yeah. So here's the thing. When I got, when I was there, like, I'm a big sweaty man because I am sweating my butt off there. And all my pictures, I'm like, oh, man, I'm so blo I'm like, I thought I was doing good, like, on my weight loss. And by the way, people had warned, like, shout out to Larry. He's like, if you're coming, you need to, like, start prepping like a marathon because you are not ready for the amount of walking you're going to do. I did not heed his warning. So the first two days, like. I am popping Tylenol like they're Tic Tacs because oh, it's the dude, only oh. thing keeping my muscle. Yeah, I'm a big guy, so I can I can handle it. But yeah, it was like by 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 the end of the week though, like I'm like man, my core is like I'm feeling it. like it was like no, like no, we can we can do this now. Like you're good to go. But by the that that time, it's like ah, well, don't you waste this when you get home. But it's also the fact you there's no way you'll ever sample everything. I mean, yeah. I try. I there was still stuff. I didn't get to eat steak while I was there properly. Like I got to eat shabu shabu, which was mmm, my god. The, and the exchange rate made everything wonderful right now. Um, I got ramen. Mm, 
I get, and, but the, the shout out to my friend uh, Jeff. He recommended these ice cream sandwiches they sell. By the way, the Marts, the the family, the the little family corner Marts, Lawson's, Family Mart, Seven Eleven. Those places are haven. Seven and Holdings. That's what yes. They call it. Yep. But he's like. Go to any of these, find the sandwich, and try it. It was this ice cream sandwich. It was in this waffle shell. Like, they yeah. felt like it's these crispy waffle shells. They put, like, ice cream, and then there's, like, a chocolate bar in the middle. And I first thing I got off from Yokohama, there was a 7-Eleven. Let me try this. It was, like, 200 yen. Bit into it. I'm like, this is the greatest thing in the world. And I texted you. I'm like, you got to try this thing. And I got you, one. It, how the magnificent oh so good and it wasn't too sweet either it was really no good. and here's the thing i noticed i got four more over the next couple of days oh dang and every different place i went to they were the same consistency out here you'll go to like some liquor stores and they have their freezers cranked way too high so when you get your ice cream it's hard as a rock no perfect just soft but firm never like the you can get these sandwiches out here by the time they ship out here though the waffle gets a little soggy but out there they're crisp oh they're so good um there's so much stuff like i was like there's so much more food i wanted to try it just wasn't matter like i it's either eat or do this i'm like i will do this and i will come back and i then i will do my gluttonous tour but there's still there was so much like and people were bringing like have you done this i'm like no i don't have time like i was shoving like you i shoved two weeks worth of stuff into five days and that you know but i got so much godzilla stuff in those five days that i've never gotten in my entire life so i i feel like we have we've we've nearly met all of our check marks yeah. with this show and i'm yeah. not trying to be like this isn't like oh, we're wrapping up we can't do it I'm like no no we're not no no we're just gearing up but the fact that i finally got there we got to do the show. We got to do like this. This was like, and we did it on our 10th anniversary. This felt like it was like perfect kismet. Like, yeah, I could not think of a better way. Like even after like the, the Rocky start, once I was at that Godzilla fest and I saw like jet Jaguar come, I'm like, I, you're here. Like the first thing I saw when I got off the subway was Tokyo tower at night lit up. And it's this warm glow that comes off of it. Like, it's not like, Look at all these lights. They just, they light it perfectly. It's like a Christmas tree when you see it. And it was just, and realizing this is what you've dreamed of your entire, since you were nine years old, you're 39. You finally made it like, just like, it, it's, it was so much like, I've been back for a week and there are times I'm like, I can't believe I was there. Like it's still processing that I was there and I was getting to see all this stuff. So it is galvanized me i'm like no no there's i only saw snippets of tokyo i gotta see the rest of this country there are so many museums i want to go to there's so much other like pop culture stuff i will not rest until i see a pro wrestling show in japan preferably <laughs> a death match one but i will go there was a wrestling store i wanted to hit hit but it was like an hour away in tokyo still that's the thing with tokyo it's so big like and I still want to see Osaka, Kyoto, like I like go to Hokkaido. There's there's there. I want to drink a beer in Sapporo and get some ramen because everyone's told me the best ramen is in Sapporo. I'm like, so there's still much to do. And I, again, I'm probably going to forget this, but I'm making the wild ass proclamation once again. I will be there next year and I will I'm booking it to where 
I will be there for the 70th anniversary, but that is the tail end of this this next trip, and we will be there much longer. There's a Godzilla slide, like an hour out, like two hours yes. outside. I'm like, yes. I will make, I will get to that damn slide. Like there are things I will I will see. Universe, I want to see what Universal Japan looks like because. Ooh, uh, it's we, nice. We, it's nice. Yeah, and I'm like, there's so there's still so much, but. Um, did it like the trip opened up a lot of like things like i you know i have friends that are like hey if you're doing this you if you want to up your game like so coming back like i've been i've been diligent in making sure that like going forward best content we can put out the best stuff so the youtube is finally up and running i am i am making my way through all the stuff that we have i have gotten uh i need i know jessica picked up some stuff so I am making videos. I'm trying to do like once a day, your short little things. So our coffers thing is up. I will post all the pictures from the grid man on our YouTube channel. Uh, we're going to be doing a lot more like live shows. Uh, and, and again, yes, Jessica's schedule is hectic. So it will probably still kind of be here and there, but uh, we're going to do our best to give as much as we can. I know there's literally, 48 hours from now, actually 24 hours from now, from when it's like three in the mornings we're recording this. Actually, I would take that back. Four in the morning. We've been going, this is a four hour podcast. This is the longest podcast we've done by a mile. Um, Monarch is starting. Yes. Um, I don't know if we're going to do week by week. I think we'll just wait till the show's done to properly review it because that's just too much. While we were gone, the Godzilla. Justice League Godzilla book came out. You yes. and I got to sit down and review that yes. because I read the first issue and it is joyous. <laughs> so there's a there's a lot more to come. We are going to do our best. But for those who've been because especially at G Fest, I've been running into people left and right. They're like, "Hey, Chris." I'm like, "I'm sorry. How do I know you?" They're like, "I listened to the show." I'm like, "What?" Like I'm still shocked when people like come up like, "Yeah, I, I like the show." I'm like. You actually listen? I'm like, yes. I, I I don't look at our numbers a lot. I know we have a lot of listeners, but I'm so focused on other things in life that sometimes this this thing gets away from us. But the addition of like, you know, the friends we made, like Arian and I, because of this show, I've in my adult life I never realized I would have this many people in my life because of this show. So from ten years ago, from that tiny from that when we were at the Pele Center doing an interview for Justice League Doom and this tiny little girl walks up next to me and says, do you mind if I squeeze in here? I'm like, yes. And we start talking and I bring up Pacific Rim. She's like, oh, oh, I can't wait. I love you. I'm like, and we start like spitballing and that turned into Comic-Con when we were again, another DC line interviewing a very inebriated Carrie Elwes. And as we're parting ways, uh, she's flagging me like, Chris, Chris, write me when you're done at Comic-Con. And I write her back. And I'm just like, what's this all about? I want to do a show. I, that's the thing I tell everyone. This show is her idea. This is Jessica's idea. And at the end of the day, I, I've, I've always, I always said, eh, I could do it. But like, I, I was busy with other, like I was doing the realm cast at the time. Couldn't do it. But Jessica's like, can we do a podcast? I'm like that I can do. And it turned from like, this will be like a fun little thing to it's turned into somewhat of an enterprise now. So 10, I, the fact that we're still doing it 10 years on, 
is surprising in in a in a good way. I've you know I've had other shows that you know other people have dropped off on them, but this one has been consistent. This has been the thing I put a lot of work in, and, and the more people we've been seeing, like I like the show, I love it. Um, the thing I have been getting is like, if you had YouTube, I'd listen a lot more. I'm like, I hear you. So, mind you, it is just Jessica and I, and um, I don't think I'm tooting my own horn when I say I'm kind of doing on some of the heavy lifting on the technical side. Would you say that, Jessica? Yes, you are. You basically keep all of our social media, all of our editing, all of our things alive. I just try to bring in talents and work when I can. And I want to say as a podcast, we get to go to actual places of origin. So if you're a Doctor Who podcast, your dream is to go one day to Cardiff, right? We are a kaiju podcast due to the love of of all things kaiju, and we were able to make it to Japan. So we get to achieve. We were able to go to Japan. We were able to go to Godzilla Day. We were able to see a brand new Godzilla film. Ride the ride separately, but yeah. together. <laughs> so we achieved so much in that. Yes. So I, I'm, I'm going to do my due diligence to really up the game this next. So 2024, it's the 70th anniversary. We ironically started this on the 60th anniversary. Or going into the 60th anniversary so when we again when we started there wasn't a lot like we had pacific rim and it was like well there's a new godzilla movie coming out next year maybe that will you know i think we can get but we didn't realize when we started this thing there was going to be a renaissance of giant monsters and it's it's kind of been kismet so it's it's all worked out so you know i you know, returning to G Fest, doing all this stuff. Like again, the people you know that I now hang out with on a daily basis because of this show. So, you know, this is my like, yes, this this show has. Uh, in, in Jet, I, I say this, and in in, you know, I tell this to everyone. Like, if I never met Jessica, I wouldn't be doing half the stuff I do today. I wouldn't have had the opportunities I've had. So that is my big thank you. I always joke. I'm like. Uh, especially after this, I'm like, when she said, we're probably going to Japan, I'm like, if you get me there, I will bring the sacrificial knife and I will make the blood oath Game of Thrones <laughs> style. You know, like I'm the mountain and I'm just like pledging my allegiance to you. Um, but no, it's, it's been it's been a hell of a ride and uh, it's going to keep going. So um, there's so much out there. There's so many things that we, you know, because of, you know, her schedule's hectic, my schedule's hectic. This is still a side gig. You know, we would love, I would love to do, it gets, you know, the real life gets in the, the fun things. So, um, I, yeah, before I, I'm going to stop myself before I rant. So I'm just going to say thank you, Jessica, because you do keep it going and you know you have provided a lot like and she, quietly she's made a couple of my dreams come true japan was one of them getting on the set of rio kitamura movie that was another that was a big deal last year when we did comic-con and she, i'm like well who's the guest Ah, uh, we got dory from ultraman i'm like <sighs> and then afterwards i'm hanging out with ultraman and he's the coolest guy in the world and he's like hey I've lived in San Diego most of my life. I've never been to Comic-Con. Do you want to show me around? I'm like, show. It's like that scene in Wayne's World, like, hang out with, with Alice Cooper. Like, show Ultraman Con. Uh, yeah. Yeah, of course. And I just trying not to, like, 
turned into like a nine-year-old child all over again. So, um, I yes. So it's been ten fantastic years. Hopefully, we I I cannot say how long we'll keep this going, but it will go as long as there's a breath in my body. So, on that note, any any last words, Jessica, before we wrap this enormous show up? No, it's okay. We're gonna chop it up in like three pieces. I don't know. As we said, no, we're going Joe Rogan full five hours of just saying. Nope, one solid piece. There's no way I'm chopping this up. No, my greatest joy was seeing how excited. I like I always feel bad when I get to go enjoy places that I know others may not necessarily be able to go. A lot mm-hmm. of my trips are sponsored because some places yeah. are expensive to be at. And so I was really happy to be able to get Chris out there and just granted we didn't spend that much time together, but we I got to live vicariously through his joy of his photos that's how i saw your grid man i did like mm-hmm. how you think somehow you would spend less money at a toys r us and a grid man than you would at an owl cafe <laughs> but next time chris is yes. gonna be my animal buddy and we are gonna go pet all the animals oh all we, found the that. we didn't get to go to a capybara one we get to go we need to go to an owl there's a hedgehog there's a meat oh pig. my god Pigs. all of them we're gonna go but pet all the animals, animals. We're going to go pet. Like, that was the thing. Sam, poor Sam, he gets, <laughs> he gets dragged along with these things and he's got to be the adult. He was, we were in, we, again, I'm not trying to drag this on too much longer, but I got to tell this story. So when we were in the hotel at like 10 o'clock at night and we're going over everything, we're saying bye to Kazuki and she's going over all this stuff. And, um, she is like, Sam is exhausted. He's sitting across from us just like, and Jessica is bringing up like, well, you're going to do the Owl Cafe. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to try. And she's like, did you know there's a Capybara Cafe? I'm like, you shut your mouth. And <laughs> Sam perks up and he looks over. He's like, you too? And I'm like, what? And he's like, look, I got to deal with her, but you're into this stuff? I'm like, oh, I am so down to go hang out with some Capybaras. And then Jessica's like, did you know there's a hedgehog one? I'm like, we are doing that next time too. And he's like, oh my God. Like, I mean, because I saw a cat cafe and we were like exchanging war stories. And Jessica just keeps naming off all the other Many animals. Pigs. I'm like, oh, the time. Ty- yeah, we like, gotta go do like, the time. Ty- no, I'm gonna pet some pigs with you. Hell yeah. Let's go get some tea and let's go pet some pigs. Like, <laughs> I'm I am all down on that. Like, that is, I'm like. He's like, oh my god! Like, I thought you would be the same <laughs> one. No, no, because every time we talk, every time I see Sam, he looks like he is war torn. Like he just got out of a battlefield, like Comic Cons and stuff. He's just like, I am, I'm beat. And here's the thing, Sam appreciates this stuff, but it's not his forte exactly. And Sam has got like he deserves his own praise on this show because he's never, he's rarely ever seen, but. The work that this guy does is insane. Like he does, like I, I'm not trying to speak ill well, but when Jessica gets excited and she gets off track, she can get off track, and Sam has to be the one to wrangle her in. And he keeps like he's made, he has to be the adult sometimes. And every time I see him, he's just like we we went to a we went to a dog cafe for an hour, and I'm telling her like we have to, we've got to go. And she's like. <laughs> But the doggies, and he's like, I know what the doggies, but we got to go. So when he's hearing the two of us now like plotting, he's like, oh, dear Jesus, God, no. Like, <laughs> he's like, 
I can't. He's like, I can't fight Chris. That that's a harder battle to fight. And he's like, so yes, next time we're gonna go pet all the animals. We are definitely doing that Capybara Cafe. When I found out about that, it was in Yokohama. I'm like, I missed that. And it's run by a former sumo guy and his pet cabby. I'm like, no, we are going. He's like, they're big rodents. I'm like, they're chill. They're awesome. Who doesn't want to hang out with yes. a Capybara? I'm like. We can just go get some pictures and hang out and, like, share some tea. Like, it would be a damn good time. So, I think he's dreading the next apparent trip. So, <laughs> so I, I do, I feel bad, but he knows what he signed up for. <laughs> he did. He <laughs> yep. did. So, I think that is going to wrap up this gigantic four-hour-long episode. It might be even longer because I, I don't even have the time down on the... I'm looking at right now our recording time is three hours and 30 minutes. I don't even know how long the the clip from Japan was because I haven't really checked it out yet. It might be longer than that. But thank you guys for listening. Um, on that note, Jessica, where can the good people find more of our work? You can find us on the kaijukingdompodcast.com. Same name on our Facebook page and also our Gmail address. On Twitter, the same, however, no, on Instagram, the same, but mm-hmm. on Twitter, it's just the Kaiju Kingdom, because I believe there was a user, like a upper limit of characters yes. name, but you can find us and thank you to Arian and Chris, mm-hmm. who basically updates it daily, hourly, so many, so many times. There's so much content on there. It's easy to miss. I would go back and take a look just like me and my bento box because yes. I was busy. But I will look for that bento box. I mm. need to know what a $350 bento box, Godzilla bento box looks like. We're also everywhere podcasts can be listened to. It's it's impressive. Yep. And I know Google Google Podcasts has changed to YouTube video or YouTube music. So I got to look into that. I think it's still right. being updated there. But let me double check. But for the time being... You can directly download us from the site, or you can. Uh, the two main streamers are Apple and Spotify, but every other streamer we're on too, like the little nooks and cranny ones. So just look us up under the the little little orange logo with the kaiju wearing the the headphones. So uh, also, if you like this show, hopefully you're checking out our sister show, Common Kaisers, with Arian and I. Uh, we took a little break. Actually, Arian came on the last episode of this. Be while Jessica was flying over to Japan so we could do the warm up. So check us out on that show. We are also wrapping up uh, the camera rundown that I've been doing with our friend Lenny. We have two more episodes to go. I know it's we're now almost two months out from the movie, but October turned into a hectic month. And he was like, uh, Are we going to wrap this up? I'm like, Yeah, but I'm going to Japan in like three weeks. He's like, Oh, snap. Okay. We'll see you when we get back. So, so. Definitely the next episode, when you hear us next time, we will be reviewing Godzilla Minus One. I'm going to get Arian in on that one because I feel that's a big one that we should all be in on. Uh, right. So stay tuned for that episode so you can actually – so you guys can see it. And then I can actually watch it in with subtitles and get the rest of the movie. And then Jessica can compare if the subs in, in the film festival are the same as we saw out here. So it's yes. going to be a good time. I, you guys are going to like Minus One. I guarantee it. It is not it is unlike any other Godzilla movie you've seen before. So I promise that. So with that being said, 
that will do it for this episode for myself and Jessica. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for putting up with us for 10 years, and we'll see you next time.